0: Long oh, uh, cockroaches in the ratchet, uh, hand-me-downs with the patches, mama put a little money in the matches, Talk all right,
1: you know what that sound means, it means it's nerd thug radio time, turn up your dials, park your cars on the side of the road, and listen to us for the next two hours, who's ready, who's ready, I'm not ready, I'm, I'm ready, all right, this is Corey DLG, and I'm here with Nico DLG, and then we have a special guest today. For those of you who want to get your anger out, here's your co-pilot of the day, Zach Attack. Hey, how's it going? We're on a 104.5, 106.1, and they're sister stations. That's what they tell you, at least. And oh, then uh, nice. we're worldwide on Irelandstar.com uh, You can check our podcast on Nerd Thug Radio. This is episode 41. I'm doing that only because Joey will always tell you what episode it is for no particular reason. We've never asked what episode we're doing. He just knows. <laughs> he keeps um, track. That's right, he does.
2: <laughs> Looking at the archives, you guys skipped like six or seven in the middle. No, <laughs> those just, those no, just are... kidding. That'd be a terrible joke to play, though.
3: <laughs> we well, just start on like 62, right. like yeah. tomorrow's.
1: <laughs> what was that band who, their second album, they literally started on track like 14? Wasn't it Corn? Well, th- it might have been.
2: Yeah, where like people bought the album and then like thought they got a defective one and people right. were bringing it back to the store like in
1: mass. And it's literally just because Corn just continued from their last album. <laughs> right. So now they're just right. like, I think that's a good idea.
3: Right. Uh, we could do that. Yeah. <laughs> that would yeah. that would mean the episodes would stay consistent. Do episode forty two is <laughs> just dead air. Yeah. It's <laughs> a good idea.
1: Yeah, why not? Uh also, so we did oh, Facebook.com backslash nerdthug radio. Uh you can tweet at us, you can email us. Uh, it's nerdthugradio at gmail dot com. If you're tweeting at us, it's uh nerd at nerdthugradio. radio. And then if you wanna send me pictures of yourself, it's on Instagram. Corey DLG and Joey dot savage fifteen. Uh I let him handle the ugly people, though. So That's nice. Yeah, if you got low self-esteem, though, father issues, but people talk to you a lot, you can go ahead and send those pictures to me. That's always keeping it classy. Yeah, no. Good. No, I just want people to respect me. Sure. Um, Guys, how was your week? Excellent. Yeah? Fantastic. Yeah, had a pretty good week. Yeah. Started school.
3: Wow, that was exciting. Second Ooh. semester of the co Oh,
1: man. You know, you're actually going to a school for the uh, mentally dumb. That's a, it's not a fact, but okay. No, it's, it's okay. It's all right, man. Cool.
0: It's all right.
2: (laughs) The mentally dumb.
3: Yeah. It's (laughs) good. It's good that you qualify dumb.
1: Right. We don't want, we don't want like, you know, there's common sense dumb. There's like coordinated dumb. Sure. There's sports dumb. Sure. That's just when they just bet on the losing team all the time. Sure. Uh, And then there's, there's mentally dumb. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no. Yeah. That's good. Yeah.
1: Glad we qu- classified all of those. Yeah. 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 By the way, uh, how did your Senate confirmation hearing go?
3: Uh, it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah? Pretty solid. You think so you're going you to
1: get the post? Uh, I think I am. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, the secretary of tree-hugging. Thank you. Tree-hugging. Thank you. <laughs> nice. It's a very small budget. Who are you waving to? Right, The people. The, That's right. The oh, audience. YouTube-land.
2: Hey, you can hey, see us on YouTube-land. Hello to YouTube-land. Land.
1: That's right. Uh, these episodes are now being streamed to the YouTube. Um... I don't really know the release time on that are we releasing them after the podcast or how are we doing that
3: uh most likely they will go up at the same day as a podcast will
1: okay so. all right what you heard was the official most likely most likely generally speaking <laughs> potentially within the week right so if you heard this on monday probably before friday so on your fm dials on
2: monday right 104.5 106.1 the sister stations in conroe yeah yeah that's oh, that's what they down. tell us killing yeah. it yeah so, and, and then on the YouTubes and iTunes on Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And uh, Stitcher and all sorts of other places. Yeah. We are on pretty much anything that will take us. That's excellent. Yeah. We actually tried to convince uh, one app we were a Christian band. Um, turns out you're supposed to play music. Ooh. Yeah, we didn't know that. Yeah.
2: No, no one in this room is musically inclined. No,
1: no. I mean, I am. I mean, I have the voice of an angel, uh, I'm the songbird of this generation. <laughs> you are the songbird of your generation. It's, yeah. I, I tell everyone. That's good. Yeah. Okay, so we've literally just <laughs> put it around. Okay. All right, so you, school starting. Anything fun, funny, um, happening, interesting, cute girls?
3: Other than my government teacher being pretty neat. Okay, what do you mean by neat? Uh, he's actually really interesting. The entire class is a lot of
1: just, like, political discussion. Is he Benjamin Franklin? Uh, no. Okay, all right, I'm less interested, but go on. Um, he is a doctor, though. Is he a time traveler? He could be. Because that would make it
3: interesting. That would make it interesting. Is he foreign? No.
1: Okay. Yeah, I feel like interesting is
3: pretty vague there, Nico. He's, like, he's from he's, he's from Illinois, and that's about that's about the most interesting thing about him, except for his class, which is very interesting.
1: Wait, okay, we got to hit the pause here because you started that story with he seems pretty interesting.
3: He's burying the lead again,
1: and then <laughs> then you finish it with the most interesting thing about him is that he's from Illinois. I've been to Chicago. There's nothing interesting about the whole place. Are you sure? Yeah, like you could fall into you, the ocean. So, are you interested <laughs> in the government
3: class itself, or is it your professor? Like. He, make the, he makes it very interesting. He makes the class enjoyable. That's Okay. okay. All, all right.
1: right. Uh, how does he do that?
3: Um, so most of the time, he, he lectures us a little bit, but most of the time it's just in-class discussion between the students. So it's pretty um, interesting to see all the, the different opinions and see which people are just either dumb or don't know how to speak publicly or okay. have really, really strong opinions. It's like what college is like in the movies. Right. Exactly. This is, this Instead is the, of, you know, high life.
0: school with smaller desks. Right. <laughs>
3: This is the Gilmore Girls of college.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah.
3: No other
1: classes like that, though. Well, well yeah. I mean, you can't really talk politics and math. Mm. No, but I mean, like, no math teacher's cool. You don't know that. Have you ever drank with any of your math teachers? Mm. Yeah. Do they know magic tricks?
3: Probably not. They could be time travelers. Uh, you have a weird bar for
2: what's cool. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> like magic tricks and <laughs> time, time <laughs> <traveler>. travel. <laughs> right. That's it. Do either of these things apply to you? You could be Corey's new cool friend. Right.
1: All right. Look, if you're from the future and or past and have jumped through time, why wouldn't I? I, I get mean, the time travel piece. But okay. All right. I mean,
2: I think we all know where I come down on time travel. Right. But Incorrectly. like magic tricks, not even real
1: magic. You're more interested in tricks. Like yeah. Like street the, magic. The illusion of the trick. Yeah. I mean, it's just cool. Like yeah. when they can take their thumb off their hand and then it's in the other hand low you're not (laughs) not even doing that's cool you're just doing two thumbs up right but like they know how to do the trick all right that's what makes it cool
2: this is solid solid radio and internet video content
1: so there's no bottom here on earth though radio that's what you learn i like it i like it i like it i like coming into
2: a situation where i know no matter what i do i can't make it any worse right exactly right it's my job
1: it's like the opposite of getting married
2: right yeah yeah no right that is true my wife for sure married down.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've met her. I've met you. One of you's a time traveler. She's out of my league. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. One of you's not cool. <laughs> Wait, hold on. So
3: one of them's a time traveler, as you just previously stated. Yeah, one of them's a time traveler. and One of them's not cool. I'll let you figure
1: that out. Mm, okay, that's fair. Yeah. Um, okay. So anything new for you, buddy?
2: Not a lot new. I've been I've been reading a lot of um. I thought you were gonna say jogging. I've been. Y- I think it's a soft J. No, I've been reading a lot of uh, short story collections like sci-fi and fantasy, and I actually just read a short story collection where it was all like funny stories, but they were all set in hell. Oh, okay. All right. Which is really, really weird. It's a weird premise for a short story collection, but it was super, super funny. I can't remember the name of it now. I'll get it to you guys. But We'll put it up on the website. I also read a short story collection by uh, Arthur C. Clarke, and one of the stories, one of the mathematicians in it was talking about infinity and the nature of infinity. And, like, I had to stop reading the story for several minutes to try to wrap my head around this. And basically what it was and how it got me to thinking, like, if you picture infinity, okay. right, from all the numbers to infinity. You, and it would then be if, hard to do. Right. But but if you think about it, infinity as a concept, right, here's yeah. here's infinity. Okay. Then you say, well, now here's this other set of all the even numbers between zero and infinity. Now, both of those sets of numbers are the same size, but one is is a more specific set than the other. But they're all... yeah Because of the nature of infinity...
1: They're going to be the same size. Right. Because they both go on forever. That is
2: mind-blowing to me. Like, it took a... It's like that old, like, riddle... I don't know if it's a riddle or if it's just a thought experiment, but it's like when you check into this hotel with an infinite number of rooms. If every single room is occupied, then because the hotel has an infinite number of rooms, every person can just move to the next higher room. So, person in room one moves to room two, room two moves to room three, and so on. So now there's an empty room but the number of rooms hasn't increased but because it's an infinite number of rooms it's just crazy stuff like that and when you think and then like the but that's
1: not even a thought experiment that's just rude everyone has to change rooms because right. you I, check in right
2: well you're a points member like okay. i am with certain right. hotels like they have booted multiple people out of hotel rooms for me because of my points that's creepy yeah i'm a um, big, i'm a big deal um and then like the the amount
1: i mean that's not funny like i'm not laughing between at you.
2: between 1 and 2 there's an it there's infinity between the number one and the number two, right? Because of the constant decimals. divisions of decimals, yeah, so, yeah, like, so yeah. it just it just took a really long time for me to shake that, and it really made that short story. I lost the train of the entire story and the plot.
1: Would you say that that story became infinitely more interesting? Yes, I
2: would. Oh. I would, in fact, say that because I like delightful puns.
0: Oh. <laughs>
2: I don't know. So yeah, that that's that was my week. I, I've been reading a short story collection at work, and then spent almost a whole afternoon thinking about the nature of infinity while doing work.
1: I like. I can just picture you just being blown away, like sitting back in a desk, and someone's like, "You all right?" And you're just like, "I don't know, man. Numbr- don't, numbers go on forever." Right, forever,
2: forever. <laughs> like that. There's no. That's it. It's forever. Um, <laughs> and then you end. I, I feel right. like we. I feel like we crossed the line. Like I've, I feel like I've brought your show from like cool pop culture nerd stuff to now like you know, pure number math infinity nerd oh. stuff. And, like, it's a whole different animal. Look,
1: look people turned off the show as soon as it came on the air. That's I fair. mean, that's that's rule number one of Nerd Thug Radio is no one's listening. Yeah. Um, that's,
2: that's good. It's good. Yeah. It's good, you guys are on, it's good you guys are on your own team. Right. Also, I heard on the radio that China is planning to send a, a mission to Mars by 2020.
1: Um, that sounds so, really so close. NASA? So my issue with that is... Like, are we supposed to be neighbors? Like, is this another space race? I don't know. Like, I mean, are we getting into, into another race. moon race situation? Space race well, part it, two. First of all, it'd be a Mars race.
2: Okay, but you still have to go through space to get there. Right. Also, would, Mars is in space. Right, but it wouldn't be a moon <laughs> so race. So nothing about space race was inaccurate. You said moon
1: race. No, space. I said, is this
2: going to be another moon race, as in a parallel right. analogy? But, but it can't be. Similar, but not congruent.
1: Right. It's a Mars race. Thanks, tips. Right. Space race. Right. Also, Mars is not that exciting of a place. No. So I vote let them have it. Well, but—and it's not that exciting of a place, right? Like, there's nothing—
0: There's nothing to do there. Weird.
1: <laughs> there's not even a hot topic.
2: Right. Right. Cause, so, like— Because that's the bar. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, like, I like— it's not even a I like place, the idea of like continuing— worst mall ever. I like the idea of continuing to push that boundary. No, though. I want to explore, too. And I don't— you, And I don't—
1: But if China wants Mars, why don't we give them that? We'll take the, uh, the trench. You know, we'll go underwater. Let them have space. When they get to Mars and the real aliens show up and want to kill everyone, they'll just kill all the Chinese people. Sure, and then that way we live in a perfect. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what to. I mean, why, I, What? What is anyone going to do once we get to Mars? That's that's the thing. But
3: set up a shop and the, go try and live on Mars, right.
2: <laughs> right? But it's
1: the next thing,
4: right?
2: It isn't like thing. and you hear like I, uh, I can't remember who said this quote, but like yeah, Earth is the cradle of mankind, but you don't live in the cradle forever, right? Like, but, like and that that needs to be. Like and it's probably not in our near horizon, but it needs to not be a far fetched idea that we start to colonize other planets.
1: Right, but the thing of it is, and we're going to get out here because we're right here up right. against it. The thing of it is, there are other planets that have like similar atmospheres and similar things. Right, those should be the goal. But you have to walk before you can run. Why don't we just launch? Boom! We need to be launching from the moon. <laughs> that would be cool. Right, and then uh, that's what needs to be next. We're really. gonna we're gonna launch out to a break here, and when Excellent. we come back, uh, Zach's gonna go to Mars. <laughs> uh, via practice. time travel.
4: Did you know your favorite show on Lone Star Community Radio are on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Google+, Instagram, you name it, they're on it. Check out where they are online on IRLoneStar.com shows and see which of your favorite hosts are online. Make sure to follow them and see what is in store for the next broadcast. Follow Lone Star Community Radio on Twitter at IRLoneStar or Facebook with Facebook.com slash IRLoneStar.
1: Oh, yeah. That's right. It's that easy listening on 104.5, 106.1. You thought you getting a good song? You got a chorus. You got a piece of a chorus. Yeah. Because now you're at Nerd Thug Radio, and that's where you get the good stuff.
0: Huh? That's huh? accurate. Yeah. And my mm. love of
1: movies is deeper than The Whippoorwill. It's like an
2: amuse-bouche to the to the banquet that is Nerd Thug Radio.
1: I'm going to disagree with every fake word you just said.
2: <laughs> okay. A uh, amuse-bouche. Yeah. What does it's, that mean? <laughs> it's a pre-appetizer appetizer. It's just something that, like... To kind of get your palate ready for the appetizer, which is what you have before a big meal. Oh, like, so, like table bread. So Whippoorwill <laughs> was the amuse-bouche to the banquet that is Nerd Thug Radio. No, this is an apt description of what is happening here. now we need a here. course
1: in the middle. You said it's the thing before the appetizer.
2: Yeah, that's this. That's this little useless back and forth we're having now. That's the appetizer. Oh. That makes you appreciate the good stuff even more.
1: Oh, man. Someone's going to ask the manager to come check this table.
2: We're gonna need somebody. I we need to help See, guys. I get help it. Me. Oh, because you're carrying the restaurant analogy through. Right, yeah. That's Cause, clever.
1: Because this is you're, terrible. You're clever. Terrible, terrible. You're clever. Anyway, uh worldwide on uh dot com. Uh you can come by my house at two three eight four no hang. Uh you can go to Facebook.com backslash thug radio. Um and then you can um you can check out Nico's Facebook page where literally it's a ghost town. Yeah, it's about accurate. His parents haven't even liked him. Yeah. That's true. Wrap your mind around that. Yeah. Well, they don't even listen
2: to the show. Like, I don't ahead. even have an internet presence, and mine is greater than Nico's. That's
1: true <laughs> and sad in many, many ways. True. So, it's only January, mm-hmm. uh, but it is 2017. Yeah,
2: the days are flying by. January's almost yeah. over.
1: Theory of relativity says this year will be the fastest year of your life. Yeah. Until the next year, when it's even faster. Mm. And then faster and faster and faster into oblivion. Yeah. So, if you die this year, this, this is the fastest like accurate
2: scientific statements
1: that you're making, for sure yeah Albert Einstein said, I'm putting a check, milk it check um but being 2017 that means many things we were promised in 2014 and fifteen have come to fruition, yeah, which means in the month of March, yeah. it's movie time yeah,
2: also my birthday month, so there's a lot of exciting stuff happening that month right
1: most importantly, some movies come out yeah um before we get to movies, mm-hmm. do you know what else comes out in March
0: mm-hmm.
1: no, the Nintendo switch oh yeah, March third 2017 that's oh, pretty dope two hundred and ninety nine dollars and ninety five cents. Nice. What's it um, going to look like console-wise? Yeah, okay. So they just released like some footage where you can now see it, and mm-hmm. it's a very weird looking to me. It's a non-traditional like, console.
2: Is it, is it Virtual Boy weird or Wii U weird?
1: Wii U kind of weird. Okay. okay. Actually, you know what? It's funny you say Wii U because of something they do there. So you get three options with this Nintendo Switch, as I understand it. Okay. As I saw the video, this is how I think what they're saying. You have a console. And, and Nico,
2: our resident video game expert, feel expert. free to chime in if Corey misspeaks. Right. Gotcha.
1: <laughs> right. So you have a console. Yes. And then also, not, no, I don't need you to agree with me. I need you to correct <laughs> me if I'm wrong. Miss, misspeaks, <laughs> <Right>. not speaks. <laughs> and then you can have these two controllers that are almost identical, and they can also attach around a portable, playable version of the game. So it almost sounds like the Switch is going to come with a tablet of some kind that interacts with these two controllers. What's the benefit of that? Um, mobile gaming, but you, you can play your switch or you can take your switch with you and play it elsewhere. I think it's a dumb feature. We discussed this on the show. Yeah. I um, remember
2: that, but like, what, what are they selling with that? Like, re- is it really just, you don't have to pause your game, just take it with you when you have to I, go I to guess the bathroom. like,
1: like if your life is so useless that you need to take your video game with you on this adventure outside of the house into the real world, you can I guess that means if you're nine years old and your parents don't like talking to you. They can continue not to talk to you, right? But otherwise, I don't really see the point. So, does it look fun to play at least, or the games look interesting? They've they've talked about some games already. One of them being an open world Zelda, and it, I think they even said that's going to be available in the month of March. Maybe not with the release, but within the month of March, uh, that's the uh, Breath of the Wild. Yes, the Breath of the Wild, and then they've also shown like this open world Super Mario game, but it looks like a city. It looks like he's in a city of some kind. That's kind of neat.
0: Yeah, it, it's
1: neat
2: because like. And, and don't get me wrong, like, clearly Mario's it, right? Like, yeah, yeah.
1: But I do like
2: the idea of him not just running through a countryside or, like, a weird desert or a chocolate island or
1: whatever, I don't know, right? I kind of like the like, idea that, like, this plumber was going to the farthest reaches of this unknown world.
2: Yeah, but the farthest reaches of a world aren't necessarily unsettled. They're you know, just the farthest away from where everything he knows. It could the, vary, it should just as easily be a city as a desert.
3: On the, uh, on the Wii, That's they true. had the, the Mario Galaxy games that were pretty interesting because it was just—you uh, would go to, like, little planets— yeah, yeah I did like be, that game. It was it was a ton of fun, um, and just seeing like all the little different worlds that you could be on. Like some had black holes in the middle, some were extremely tiny, some were humongous, and you just had to spend your entire time there. So I mean, like they've gone really far with like the idea of like Mario's right. platforming scape here.
1: So how come he didn't have to wear like a space suit? Because he's Mario. Yeah, that's fair. Is that really where we leave it? Well, I mean, he's got he's got
3: like a star dude that like lives in his hat, so he probably like the space stuff. I'm assuming. What? <laughs> he like was, in he Mario was... 3? I'm assuming so. so
0: <laughs> that seems like a very large
2: personality trait to have left out about Mario. He has a star thing in his hat that enables him to breathe in space. Is that uh, true? It's, uh, it's called a Luma.
3: Yeah,
1: it's a little pink dude. I don't know.
2: I don't um, know if he's messing with me.
1: Yeah, he could be totally messing. like let's... I don't play
3: a ton of
2: video games. <laughs> I don't know. But I played quite a bit of Mario, and this has never been mentioned.
1: Right. Yeah. He's never
3: once gone to space in 1, 2, or 3. He, he went to space in Galaxy, and there was a Galaxy 2 where Yoshi was in
2: it? Yeah, no, we know that. Wait no one's contending the Galaxy didn't exist. We're so talking now, about this Luma thing. You're... So
1: now Yoshi can breathe in space too?
0: Yeah. Okay, I'm, okay. Out. I'm out. Okay, I'm wait. Out. I'm
1: out. Okay, the
2: Luma exists. Let's pretend that that's not something you just made up because you know we're recording live. It's totally factual. But fine. A star in Mario's hat allows the dinosaur he picks up out of a random egg he finds and rides to also breathe in space.
1: And let's also not forget abuse. Let us not...
2: Yeah, yeah, accurate.
1: Smacks it upside its head to get it to eat things. Here's what I like about (laughs) Nintendo. Forces it to kill with its mouth.
2: Here's what I like about Nintendo, and and again, I'm not a big, big video game guy, and so I don't know if Nintendo is unique in this, but it feels like they kind of are. I like that Nintendo has not only developed consoles with some kind of continuity, but also they haven't spread themselves so thin where they haven't been able to develop games also.
1: Right, they've always done games and their consoles. right uh, the last guy to do that was sega it didn't work out so well right that's or the sega other guy terrible
3: planning with their consoles right right which right. I, I, like-
1: I just think
2: I, i've always liked that about nintendo so i think i'm excited about i'm always kind of excited even if it, even if i'm years behind actually buying a new nintendo console because like i didn't buy the wii till it was like a hundred dollars right but I bought one because nintendo and like right. if you like any kind of video game at all if yes. you want to play mario kart you're gonna buy the next nintendo console exactly right so i'm excited for the switch so that's a big thing in march then, um, so what else is happening in March? Zach's so th- birthday, the Ides of March? That, oh. That's not my birthday. It's the Ides of March and then my birthday. But
1: Right, what, what you're saying is those are two things you're excited about. Yes. Right, okay. Well, uh, also, March 21st, um, the new Mass Effect video game comes out. Andromeda. Ooh. Yeah. It's a big deal because the last ones, it was a trilogy. Uh, it was one of the few—it was actually, I believe, it, when the first one came out, it was the first game to ever let you play the whole game, and then everything you did in the first game— Rolled into the second and created new consequences and new situations. Like, your relationships and, and dynamics with the characters were affected by the decisions you made in the first game. Jesus,
2: that's wildly intricate for a video game. Correct, yeah. especially for was, a series of. And video there were three games.
1: of them. So by the third one, everything you've done in the first two games affects the dynamics and the relationships. There are characters who were carried through the whole franchise. They may be your best friend or they may hate you by the third one because of the choices you've made. So There's so some characters that
3: won't even show up. Like, yeah, that you will
1: never. So have essentially, met them. like within a finite window.
2: Like, the three of us could all buy Mass Effect 3 and all get, essentially, a different game.
1: Uh, the experience would be completely different. The thing that kind of let people down is they only built three endings into the game. So, everyone was very disappointed about that because this entire game of choice and free will and experiment ends with only one of three endings.
2: But maybe it says something about the nature of reality, right?
1: Well, The Witcher 3, I mean, I like where you're going with that. But The Witcher 3, which was far less story-wise open, had over 80 different endings. So, but for my, for my
2: satisfaction on a video game, I like the idea of being able to build something and make a lot of choices throughout the game that kind of change the way the game mm-hmm. looks. It's less important to end. It's like the ending of a book or like spoilers in a book. It doesn't matter to me how a book ends or how a movie ends.
1: It's, how you, it's, it's never going to
2: ruin the movie for me right. knowing how it ends. Right. No, I, I'm the same way. So I, I get both arguments, but. Right.
1: No, yes, absolutely. The three of us could sit down and each play the Mass Effect Trilogy and have a completely different experience. We see, could have different different party members who see, like it. I think that's and, interesting. And yeah. then also, you don't, like, they didn't, like, overemphasize. Like, there would be critical moments, and you've got to choose. Like, uh, in the first game, you're doing this rescue mission, and things get completely out of hand, and you have to choose between Crewman A or Crewman B who you're going to save. And they're both characters that you've interacted with at that point. Right. Uh, one of them is a potential romantic interest for your character, and one of them is, like, a potential, like, best friend for your character. And whatever you choose at that instant, whoever you don't rescue is dead. Right. And so for the rest of the three games, that's it. That's They're it. gone. They're gone. Yeah, that's neat. Um. So, so the new Mass Effect game. Yeah, that's that's coming up. And then also talking about just kind of interactive and exciting, uh, all these movies are coming out. Right. The new Logan. They, yeah. They moved it up almost a month. To yes, they did. 3rd. March third. Oh, I'm so excited. That, that movie looks keeps so off good. Yeah. The that's... month of movies that I'm looking at here. I've got a, I got a list here. So Logan's March third. Um, then this movie Raw is March 10th. I'm kind of interested in this. Have you heard about this? No, no. The trailers are apparently so intense. People have passed out watching the trailers. It's apparently about cannibalism. And this woman is some sort of, she eats raw meat and potentially human meat. This
2: long is, pig. Uh, that's what they call it. You know, that's what they call human meat cannibals. I, I forget where it is. Somewhere in the Pacific
1: islands where they encountered cannibal tribes and stuff. They called it long pig. Yeah. That's what they call human meat. Long pig. That's kind of clever. Also, March 10th, if cannibalism isn't your thing, giant gorillas could be Skull or Kong, Skull Island. Oh, yeah, the new
2: Kong movie. Samuel L. Jackson. Is Biden Jack is- Black going to be in it again? I didn't, I didn't see the other Kong. Um, I don't, I'm not really interested in these movies. This
1: is, this is a it's different good. one. They go, they go to Monster Island. Is it a sequel? No. It's going to tie into the new, God, the new Godzilla. Oh, yeah, because yeah. they're doing Godzilla versus Kong in 2019, I heard. That's what right? they're trying to get to. So this time, the military, for whatever reason, goes to, to Skull Island, and they encounter giant gorillas. And this time he's even bigger than he was before. Like, right now on the little poster, he's blocking out the twilight of a sun. Like, he's a big dude. Hmm. Um, Then also, March 17th, Beauty and the Beast.
2: Yeah, that's St. Patrick's Day, the day before Zach's birthday.
1: Uh, Also, a huge letdown here. I'm really disappointed this is actually a thing. Also, March 17th, Train Spotting 2. I've
2: heard nothing but bad things about that. Right.
1: Uh, and I don't know if the, and and I'm I, sometimes I
2: I have a I do a bad job of parsing sources when it comes to critiquing movies or talking about buzz on movies. So I don't know if the bad things I'm hearing are people who are pissed off they're doing a train spotting too, or if the early screenings of it haven't gone well. But I've heard no good buzz about it.
1: I haven't either. Uh, and then we're kind of running out of time here. Chips, life, and Power Rangers round out the month with The Boss Baby and Ghost in the Shell. Mm. Ghost in the Shell. Ghost in the Shell. A lot of people excited about that. A lot of people disappointed that Scarlett Johansson is cast in the role of an Asian lady. Oh, like
2: um, Emma Stone. No, was it Emma Stone who played the Asian woman in the movie about Hawaii with George Clooney? Yes.
1: Yes. Was it Emma Stone? No, no. It wasn't George Clooney. It's Bradley Cooper. Right. But Emma right, Stone right, is right. supposed to be a Polynesian character. Right. And, and instead she's, she's yeah. a ginger.
2: Right. Um, Which, nothing against Emma Stone.
1: No, because I would love to be against Emma Stone. Mm. Uh, and on that creepy note. Classy. We're going to get out of here on a break. So that Emma Stone's people can find me and can find me. Nerdthug Radio hashtag talking nerdy to you
0: from the back roads to the broadway shows with a million miles between
2: Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's community radio station, and we are looking for talk show hosts and volunteer DJs for our music shows. Are you interested in having your own talk show on Lone Star? Or have you always wanted to live out your dreams of being a music DJ? With the addition of Conroe's FM 104.5 and 106.1 and video aspects of our talk shows, we are needing people to grow with us. If you or someone you know might be interested, please contact us online at IRLoneStar.com slash contact us or call the station at 936-647-647. Five seven four seven for more information.
1: Oh yeah, that's right. This is the worst. Feel it.
2: Never coming on the show again if this is the kind of intro music you guys are using.
1: Feel it right inside of you. Do you feel it inside I of thought you? thought you guys
2: were thugs. We're nerd
1: thugs. Yeah, but we're in Conroe, Texas. We're on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations. Draw the line. We're worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. And mm-hmm. what we're doing...
2: YouTube.com slash Radio.
1: And what we're doing is we're bringing, we're bringing a little country music to you. I guess. Just snippets of it. Just I guess. Little, just a little taste of Texas right there on the tip of your tongue.
3: Wow. Yeah. I've been to the taste in Texas in like six years.
1: Yeah, we'll put the taste of Texas on your tongue. Okay. On your tongue. Okay. Anyway. Moving on. Corey DLG here with uh, my cohorts. Nico DLG. Oh man, you waved at the camera. For a second, I was like, why are you waving? We're on the radio. But <laughs> we're also streaming to YouTube, so I guess I'll allow it. And then with us, as always, the calm, diminutive, tiny Zach Attack. Yes, Zach Attack. Yes. Those were all opposites. Yes, yeah. accurate. Big, giant, crazy man. Not really. Um, not diminutive.
0: <laughs> never mind. So, <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> well, we, uh, so, we're all over the place. We're on Facebook, facebook.com, backslash Nerds Radio, Instagram. Tweets, apps, things worldwide. We're mm-hmm. everywhere. Yeah, that's what I say. We're everywhere. If you Google Thug Radio, you can go to Radio dot com. We haven't even said that yet today. Mm-hmm. If you Google Thug Radio, a picture of me will come up, and yep. you'll thank me later. Yep, yep. Um, so anyway, we're we're about halfway into the show, and you and I we've we've started a new hobby. Yeah, and I want to I want to talk about this because I'm having a blast doing it.
2: I am too, and uh, I'm really surprised that I am. If yeah, I'm being honest,
1: yeah, this isn't something. Um, even five six years ago like if you'd been like hey do you guys want to do this we we all would have been like no right uh but now we all just sit in a circle and we all look each other in the eyes and we do this thing together Mm -hmm. um and Mm -hmm. it's not weird Mm -hmm. it's not weird at all Mm -hmm. uh matter of fact joey's wife joins in Mm -hmm. uh, which makes it less weird yep um and of course i'm talking about dungeons and dragons Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh where were you guys at Were, were you were you somewhere else with that dungeons and Dragons? Anyway, you've been the Dungeon Master so far. I'm yeah. taking over this weekend. Yep. Yep. I will be dungeon mastering. Yeah, this
2: will be the first time that, that, that you're doing it. And you get to play. Yeah.
1: Are you excited? I am.
2: It's it's such you guys talked a few weeks ago on one of the one of the few Nico segments that was worth worth listening to about world building. Wow, <laughs> right. okay. Right. <laughs> I mean, it is what it right. is. Yeah, that's well, true. That's true. I can't uh, disagree. We but, give you twelve minutes because we yell at you all. But there. like the but the world building in Dungeons and Dragons is just insane. If you if you've not played, it's It's a hard thing to describe because role-playing game doesn't really cover it. It it is that, like, you do build a character and you do put them into these situations, but it's different in that, unlike, like, a role-playing video game, you not only are an active participant in the character creation, but you also, if you do like, like we're doing, you rotate in creating the adventure itself. And it's just an insane level of detail and depth and i don't know i I really enjoyed it a lot more than i thought it's intense and it's hard you can't really limp into it no you gotta there's a lot of background work that you need to do yeah but it's but it's interesting and it's been a really really neat thing and i'm looking for like you said because when you're the when you're the dungeon master you're the one who builds the world and and determines the adventure and and even if you have a character you don't play that character as part of the as part of the game you're kind of a this sounds weird but like you're like a godlike entity in that you,
1: well, ego, because you are right. Ego. Like you're you're
2: not for or against the people who are playing the game. You're the the this is what happens next. Oh, see, I'm totally
1: against you guys. I'm all excited. Like, that's fair. I'm, my goal is to kill two of you. Sure,
2: that's fair. So yeah, I'm excited. You know, we spent the first the first time we played we we were at my house from about noon until about eight thirty at night. Yeah, and the first like five to six hours was just character building. Right. So I'm excited to finally play this character I've built.
1: (laughs) That's true. Which one are you going to play? You made two. We've been carrying two guys for you this whole time. Yeah,
2: I did a lot of – there's a lot of stuff online where you can kind of shortcut your character creation. Right. Where you can randomly roll dice to get things, or you can just keep hitting roll till you get the higher (laughs) numbers you want. Um, And so I did a lot of that for (laughs) practice because I was, like, trying to understand how the thing's connected. Right. But I'll be playing the character that I built myself that I – on that first day when we went not the, uh, not the just character generated thing i did online oh
1: uh, what did you make i forgot uh, sorcerer
2: yeah a half elf half elf sorcerer
1: oh okay okay um dr strange yeah yeah okay yeah all right, all right. yeah dr strange so yeah
2: so it combines like a bunch of different types of game playing right like it, it's definitely like long-term adventure planning right. and then it also combines like there's a map and so there's a physical aspect of it where you have to calculate, you know, what's the best position. It it it's
1: Yeah, because you can get disadvantaged in the in the combat section of it. Right. You can you can suddenly be, oh man, we're outnumbered and out positioned here and they have the the stronghold. Um but yeah, so uh, i am excited because you guys all hated my character. Um I didn't. Uh so I get to now have fun oh, yeah. with this. Right. Um so my character's name is DeLodron Pendergrass. Right. Right. He's a half elf bard. Yep. Um, What no one knows is he's secretly a spy. Oh, so that's why everyone keeps asking me to play an instrument, and I don't have one. Right, I'm I'm, I'm a bad I'm a bad bard. And I'm-
2: here's what happens when you're the dungeon master, right? Like so, last week when we played, Corey's Corey's making these decisions as he plays that like physically separate him from the rest of the group. So like when you're doing this because of the nature of the game, if someone is separated in the adventure, like in your head. You also have to physically separate them. So, like, I would have to take Corey outside to where he could explain what it was he was doing, and I could tell him stuff only he could hear. And, like, I'm listening to his team talking about how if he doesn't come back, they're going to kill him. <laughs> and, like, I'm talking to him as though everything's fine. <laughs> so, like, it's, it's a strange kind of mix and stuff.
1: Yeah, because you definitely know things that they don't know, and so then you get to—as you as the Dungeon Master, you get to kind of parcel out the information. You're in charge of the information. Right. So, really— you're kind of you're right, you're kind of in charge of the whole world. Right. Um, and so with that in mind, I I got really excited because I said, you know what? These guys are gonna have to they're gonna have to embrace my character. Yeah. I, and I'm all
2: home. and I'm all for it. Like one of the best parts of the game is like the first time the first time we played that the adventure that I set up as Dungeon Master was just a straight, let's kill some bad guys and follow and you know, right. do this thing. And then you can also build like these these thought challenges right where like they have to use their intelligence of their characters and, right like, figure things out and is it likely that they would understand what's going on and it's, it's just a very interesting thing. if you don't know anything about Dungeons and Dragons there's a there's a show called Community and I, I think you guys are corollarily yeah, familiar yeah. with yeah. it Dan Harmon who did Rick and Morty also did the show Community Donald Glover's in it who Childish Gambino is Nico's favorite rapper but if you want to learn about Dungeons and Dragons without getting too emotionally invested in it They've done two episodes of Community where they play Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, as I need to look at this, and it, it, it's making fun of some of the aspects of the game, but it's wildly accurate that that's how the game goes.
1: Well, actually, Dan Harmon has a. I've been seeing the ads on Facebook. There's a one of the internet TV his, startup things, Zulu, Slough, whatever. I don't know what yeah. it's called. Anyway, uh, he's actually got a basically celebrities role playing with him. Yeah, and they're playing Dungeons and Dragons. Well, his, and so it's his, him in Aubrey Plaza. Well, his and, movie
2: Harmon Town. Um, which is on Netflix. I don't know if it's a Netflix original, but it's on Netflix. It's him doing, like, these – and it's hard to describe the kind of show it is. It's not a stand-up comedy show because he's not a comedian, but, like, he gets up there and he, like, talks to the audience and he talks about community, he talks about all these different things and stuff, and he has a dungeon master there with him to, like, field questions and stuff, and it's somebody he met um, at one of his shows, so then he made his dungeon master (laughs) of his shows, and then that guy did several guest spots on Community.
0: That's awesome. So like it's
2: really interesting, like how all these things, all these nerdy things that we all happen to be into, right. are getting more and more connected. And it's it's that's true. It's a is. little frightening.
1: Soon it will just be one big nerd. Weapon. Right,
2: right. Soon it'll just be we're playing Dungeons and Dragons with our X Men characters using hero <laughs> clicks to divide them, and then. Beaming it to our Nintendo Switch while we watch the new Logan trailer on on repeat.
1: I'm so excited about that world. <laughs> right,
2: all of those things. So, yeah. so what else do you have planned then? What, so, so what about the game are you looking most forward to?
1: So, what I like, you 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 started to get into this here in your in your in your second adventure that you did because you you hosted two weeks in a row, um, and so in your second was the first one was very straightforward, kill some things, kind of get used to playing, learn the mechanics is basically what we were doing there. And the second one, you you, you laid out an, uh, a story. Yeah. And we interacted with the story. And so I like that. So I've kind of built this story in my head where uh, you guys are, and you know, I've already teased you guys endlessly that the title is The Origins of Elodron Pendergrass. Right.
2: And he so, says it like that, right? Yeah. Like, I think it's very important to know that he's not doing his radio voice when he says The Origins of Elodrin Pendergrass. Like, that's how he says it every time. Yeah, you get 100%. It. 100%. They, you no, get nice. I get it. I get it. We're, we're being transported into a magical world.
1: Yes. Yes, a of a world where hopefully two of you die. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean I'm rooting for murder. All right. Because that's the case that they gave me. Okay. Nice. I believe it. Nice. So a little snoop So it's a
2: it's a it's a we're getting embedded in a story kind of thing is you've spent and for good or for bad, you've had two weeks. Right. Two weeks to kind of prepare where as the last two times I've done it, I've spent like the Friday before and the Saturday before kind right. of building my map and figuring out the ins and outs of the stories. But um
1: now I just need to lay out like I've got everything set up. Now I just need to lay out the chance encounters and then also the the storied encounters, and so that way I just need to figure out like one, who one we're of the fight. One of the things I
2: think is great about Dungeons and Dragons is you can you can buy or download these like pre done stories, and right. people put their stuff online for free because people who play Dungeons and Dragons as a community or whatever, but it's. Because there are so many different decisions, that's one of the reasons you have to have a dungeon master, right? You can't just follow a, a book that says, then you do this, because, well, what if I want to do this instead?
1: Right, so they need, they need to have they a need whole They need somebody story, who can, like, right.
2: adapt to this is happening now, so we need, we need somebody who can say, yes, this happens this way, or no, this can't happen this way, or whatever.
1: Also, I'm going to do something a little bit different. You, you guys aren't going to know the hit points of any of your enemies.
2: Yeah, I, I, I think that's a good idea, actually.
1: We did talk about this. Because yeah, yeah. what,
2: what I did was I I picked interesting characters. You did, you did. And and so you guys would get overwhelmed and think way before any kind of battle started that you were screwed. Right. And so it gets kind of defeating, and so then I feel, start to feel bad. I'm like, well, maybe it's not quite that many hit points or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Moving forward, I, you guys won't know who you're attacking or who's being attacked or
1: yeah, but you also can't
3: out. make it impossible that like, we literally
1: can't hit. <laughs> yeah, you did. You definitely on that golem. So, all of our characters are beginners, and we're going to get out of here on this. All of our characters are beginners, so we're level two at this point. And um, <laughs> he brings out this stone golem who had an armor class of 26. Which means you have to roll. You have a twenty sided die. You can roll. It's a you, hard thing to kill. And then you add your modifier to it. Right. But being level two, none of us had a modifier bigger than like a two. I, I could get. I could get it if I had. If I had a full rain charge,
3: I could get <laughs> If I hit a twenty, I would actually have so, to hit. So it.
2: basically, they would have to roll a twenty on a twenty sided die to even. To even if they were shooting an arrow at my bad guy to even hit him. Right. So right. they whined about that extensively.
1: <laughs> right. A five percent <laughs> chance to hit it every time we roll. And it had a million health. Wham, wham. This, is, this is where you say dungeon masters can be the bad guys.
2: Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> but no, I'm looking forward to it too. Like, you, like you said, it's it's interesting. And that now you're gonna we're now to in a place. It. Right. It's interesting yeah. that we're now in a place where we're doing this. When you're right, a few years ago, I don't know how interested any of us would have been.
1: So that was probably the most boring segment in the history of Tug Radio. But I don't really care. Yeah, we're okay with it. Yeah, you listened to it uh-huh. and you went bootsy boogieing with us. Mm-hmm. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Yep. Hashtag
4: talking nerdy to you. <laughs> Want to check out what it's like to be on the radio? Need credit for school? For an internship? Then contact Dick online at Dick at com. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's community radio station. And we are here to be part of the community. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Yep. Get that skin hot. Yep. Feel the temperature rising. Yep. Yep. For some nerd thug radio yep would you say you have a fever i do have a fever Do you only care for that fever more, tell more, me more Nerd Thug radio you were supposed to christopher walken no, SNL, no more cowbell i get it more cowbell <sighs> more cowbell anyway 104.5 106.1 sister stations uh pull over kick back listen to us you got yeah. another hour and some change to go absolutely and we're gonna go roughly this mediocre the rest of the way yeah we're not coasting we're cruising
0: yeah yeah
1: <laughs> i don't even know what that means that's solid <laughs> um, that's accurate Worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Mm-hmm. We're on the YouTube. We're on the Ace Book. We're on um, all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're on apps.
2: NerdThugRadio.com. Nerdthug- yeah, we have our own don't website. Don't forget that. Yeah.
1: Thanks, GoDaddy. You know what I'm saying? You know yeah. what I'm saying? We pay them. You're, it's not a good deal. You're spiraling. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so um, so on the show, we talk about pretty much whatever I want, but we tend to stay pop culture-y, and we're going to do that right now. We're going to talk very briefly uh, some sports, because we don't do that too often. Yeah, I saw your face there. It's exciting. You're not ready for this.
2: Sports team. Sports team. How about that local sports team?
1: <laughs> yeah. So um, I'm not going to talk about the Super Bowl. Everybody talks about the Super Bowl. I don't like to talk about the Super Bowl. I don't, I'll don't. i watch it. I'll eat a bunch of food. I'll get drunk. But it, the outcome literally has no bearing on my life whatsoever.
2: Put the ball in the place.
1: Right. Yay. Someone's going to kick to win. Yay. Don't care. Um, but I will watch it, and I will get drunk, and we'll have a great time. Uh, so if you're having a party, please invite me. Mm-hmm. Please. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I'll do it alone at home mm-hmm. in my underwear, mm-hmm. and it's sadder that way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, however, but more that, historical. <laughs> um, but from that, uh, we're going to ignore it, and we're going to jump into some other things. One of which being the Washington Nationals are a baseball team. They're in their off season right now. Um, they're trying to build a spring training facility, and they are tens of millions of dollars over budget, allegedly. And that's now starting to affect their offseason maneuvers and signing of more baseball players.
2: That's good. So, good for them. Seems like you want to have a good place for the people you can't hire to practice the thing <laughs> you're hiring them to do.
1: Right, yeah. right. And that's kind of the idea. Um, and the guy who brought this to light is their former general manager who has since, once he was fired by them, he transitioned into media, which which happens a lot. Like you, you so he's lose... just dropping a dime on a bunch oh, of people? yeah, he's just calling them out. And apparently, the sports writer world kind of says that he's a little bitter about the fact that, he's, like, he's been out he's been out of the game for a couple of years now. Kind of seems like and it. And he seems a little like he apparently is a bitter person about this. So he he basically tweets that uh, the spring training facilities like won't be re-signing so and so and so and so because the spring training facility is millions over budget. But can he
2: still accurately say that? Like, does he know it for sure? He at this probably, point, he
1: might have some insiders. A lot of times, when they do, when they get rid of some high office people, they don't do a thorough clean house, and then you never know who that guy knows and still sends emails to. Yeah, that's to, fair. Or, Um, But what's funny is Bryce Harper is Mr. Washington National. He's their guy. He's a baseball player. He's their guy. He's the guy. They've developed him. They drafted him young. He's come up young. He's a stud in baseball. If you watch baseball, you know Bryce Harper. Um, If you like sports, you know Bryce Harper. And he's been actively following the Washington Nationals this offseason, like their moves, and been tweeting comments on everything they do, which kind of is this interesting idea now that now – the athlete can, can kind of control the team right. by critiquing the moves they make. Because there was already a trade that they made where he literally, he, he, he wasn't overly critical, but his first tweet was, what? A bunch of question marks, and then like sad faces.
2: Nothing shakes confidence like surprise from someone you respect.
1: Right. So then all of a sudden the media was like, Bryce, uh, what are your feelings on this? And he was like, oh no, that was in relation to something totally different. But it was about 10 minutes after it was announced that the tweet went up. And so, I mean, he, he's playing it well, where he's trying to like stay low key, but he can't stop himself from commenting on all the moves they make. And he's like, "If this is true, what are we doing?" And it's like you can't. I mean, it just brings up this interesting dynamic now to me, where, where the athletes can control the story even more and the perception of their of their employer, right? Uh, because and even beyond the confidentiality
2: thing, right? right? Yeah, like even just their reaction because they have. They have a personality and a presence outside of their presence with the team. Right. Then they can call into question things that a team does by commenting in the same way as Joe off the street.
1: And 30 years ago, it never would have happened. Right. Like, the athlete of the time was just super loyal to the teams. Right. But now with free agency and business and trades and everything else and salary caps and arbitrations, it's all business now. So now Bryce Harper's, even though he's a Washington National, everything that he's worried about will basically roll back into – is it going to help Bryce Harper? Right. So he wants the Nationals to be the best team possible. So when he sees things like, right. oh, we're over, we're over budget on a spring training facility. Right.
2: Why wouldn't I call attention to that? Because in the long run, it's going to hurt me.
1: Right. So it's and, kind of, and, and it
2: could even be coming from it. It's going to hurt the team. And I know that I have this kind of influence. Why wouldn't I do that? Even if it doesn't affect me.
1: And athletically, you only have such a window. Right. So You can't be
2: wasting time.
1: Yeah. So to me, it's really interesting that how Twitter has influenced baseball because baseball is so old school. But the young generations come up. They talk about this young generation a lot. There's about twelve to fifteen really great young players in baseball right now that they think are going to be this next like legendary generation of baseball players that they talk about. And uh, are they going to
2: make, make it not the worst sport?
1: Um, I mean, you forget soccer and hockey are still things.
3: I don't know, man. The rest <laughs> so, of the world likes soccer.
1: <laughs> yeah, so baseball's like in third place, America style. Oh, yeah. Worldwide, you got to remember the Latin nations love the baseball. Yeah, good for them. Puerto Rico, Dominican Republic, even they, the. Japanese. Puerto Rico
2: not a nation. For um, everyone listening at home.
1: No, no, it's a nation. It's it, an island nation. It's
2: definitely not a nation.
1: It's an island it's a nation. Commonwealth, Commonwealth of, the United, of the United States. Yeah, it's an island nation. Commonwealth. There's a hyphen there. It's like a marriage where they don't take the last name. They think they're in charge.
2: All right, <laughs> moving on to our next sports-related topic. Um, yeah.
1: So also the Knicks are a train wreck right now, and they have been for a long time. But uh, they pay Phil Jackson to run them about $10 million a year. They pay a guy named Carmelo Anthony about $25 million a year to play basketball for them. Uh huh. And they have now. So Phil Jackson is a longtime basketball persona. And he uses people in very intricate ways. Like Phil Jackson, they call him the Zen Master because he doesn't make mistakes. Like he, he plays these weird head games with the athletes to get the best out of them. Solid. Well, recently, his well known reporter mouthpiece is a guy named Charlie Rosen and Charlie Rosen will write articles and everyone in the world just knows they came straight from Phil Jackson. (laughs) So like, that's like, great. It's kind of weird because he'll, he'll have, and it's obvious because he'll have, like, direct, weird inside information <laughs> and, like, insight that only, like, a like a team president would have. You'd be like, oh, it's odd that he knew the janitor wow. schedule.
2: Charlie Rosen's a really good in-depth reporter. Right, yeah. <laughs> his sources
1: are impeccable because it's the president of the team. Right. So He's writing your articles and emailing them. To right. You. He's like, hey, Charlie, print this. <laughs> um, but so basically the article basically said that uh, Carmelo Anthony probably needs to move on from the Knicks. Whoa. And his time may be over there. Keep in mind, uh, he signed like a five-year, $150 million deal two years ago. So now anyone who takes him is going to owe him $100, $115 million, uh, all told. Yeah, just swallow it. Um, And so the reporter, so he's in the locker room after a game, and he's not playing well. The Knicks are bad right now, and they're in this weird transitional phase where they're going to some younger players who are better, but Carmelo Anthony is still there. And um, this reporter asked him, Hey, Charlie Rosen recently wrote an article, and this is what it said. Would you like to comment? And um, he also, in the question, framed it that Charlie Rosen is a known mouthpiece for Phil Jackson, your (laughs) boss. So how would you like to comment on this? And he was like, well, who said what? And he he had no idea this was even like a thing. Wow. And they said, yeah, so Charlie Rosen wrote this article. Now, keep in mind, Phil Jackson didn't directly say this. However, it is Charlie Rosen. It's kind of the guy's. You know. You, you know. And so <laughs> Carmelo can only say, and, and credit to him for saying, he's like, well, I guess that's a conversation we would have to have if that's how they feel, but that's the first I've heard of it. <laughs> so if your guy who makes $150 million, I guess my question is, how do you feel if you just got done playing a basketball game and you didn't do very well, but you're paid to play basketball? Right. And you're in the locker room. How bad could you have been? Well, and you're in the locker room, and, and you've been on a bad team for a couple of years now. You're used to bad questions, and literally they just go, hey, your boss thinks it's time for you to go.
2: Yeah, well, how do you react to that? Yeah, what's your what are, <laughs> and in what other industry would that happen?
1: Uh, almost none. You're typically you would be the last person to know they're firing you, right? Right. Like you don't know they're firing and, you and until they say, "Come talk to us in right. an HR."
2: And you wouldn't find it out from anybody except no. the person who was firing,
1: you. right? Like when you guys sit that's, down in the room and they go, "We're going to let you go," that's how you know you're right. Getting, that's when you know, oh, I'm being fired. Right. There's no inkling before that. Right. Um, but yeah, it's kind of a weird thing to me. And this is just all sports in general. Because the media will know before the person. Yeah. This year also, it got leaked by some boosters at University of Texas that the head coach was due to be fired. He had like three games left on the schedule. Yeah, dude. And like the media was like, hey, uh, we're hearing you're going to be fired. How do you feel about that? And he's like, well, no one's called me or said anything, so I'm going to show up to work tomorrow if that's okay with you guys. Like, I'm on my way to the <laughs> locker room right
3: now. Like, I'm uh, still
1: doing my job right yeah. now. <laughs> and that's kind of how he had to handle it. This guy was Charlie Strong, and so he had to just finish the season – and they did fire him like the day after the season. That's, but he, but he's basically spent the last month of at his job, knowing they're going to right because you
2: can't burn bridges, right? right? You can't just be like, oh,
1: I'm done. No, because the you, coaches always have to worry about the next job right. as well. So if he acts like a total chump now, right, he's not going to get hired later.
0: Right. Other teams
2: hard. are other teams are going to know they can't fire him early.
0: Right.
1: <laughs> right. We're not going to try. We're not going to hire Charlie <coughs> Strong because he's going to get crazy messy when we want to fire Charlie Strong. Yeah. Um. And so and that's the stupid thing about sports is you do they do do that they do hire people that they know. Okay. Well. At least we know if things aren't going well, we can just get rid of this right. guy. And we he's know cool he will, about we won't make a scene. Right. Like, if I was a head coach, I would make the biggest, craziest scene. Why wouldn't scene. you? Yeah. That way, if I ever get another job, and it's a big if, but that's fine. If I ever get that other job, they're like, I don't know that we should fire this guy. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. He's kind of crazy. Did but you see like, it last time? He kicked over a podium. I think a reporter died. Right. So, right. Like, right. like I'm, no. not, I'm not going out like that.
2: Yeah, I, I get that.
1: So, but, I mean, it's just, it, sports is a weird culture. That it's totally different than everywhere else in the world, and it is because it's entertainment, and we watch it, and we we get invested in it emotionally. But the weird part to me is that yeah, no other name, another industry a, where you negotiate that much for doing so little, right? And then the return of that is everyone With, else knows your business
2: without producing anything. Like at right. least you can say for the entertainment industry, like there's an end product.
1: Right. The, the movie the, comes out and made a billion dollars. So but in, the in next sports,
2: movie, but in sports the product is. The enjoyment of the game, and it's created and consumed in the same instant.
1: And the team exists always with and without you,
2: right? So, like, right,
1: like maybe you do raise the value of the team somewhat, but the Packers are always going right. to be the Packers. So, right. how great were you really? Right, uh, it's, it's a strain. Yeah. It is, and then you know things about them, like Aaron Rodgers is having a falling out with his brother. They oh. haven't talked in years.
2: Who's Aaron Rodgers?
1: Quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. Oh, um, and a big deal. Still, gonna, the, yeah, write that down. Yeah, big deal. He's dating Olivia Munn. From X Men, man, I love Olivia Munn. Yeah, she was it.
2: fantastic in the newsroom.
1: Yeah, she was. Thank you for that. I do love the. If you haven't caught it, it's somewhere in existence still. The yeah, newsroom. it's watch it. Yeah,
2: it's it's one of Aaron Sorkin's best.
1: And it, and it reminds you what the media is supposed to do. Yeah. Um. So that all being said, what we're supposed to do is get out to a break. Uh, when we come back, we're gonna do our weekly top three.
2: Maybe I won't be tricked into sports again. <laughs>
4: Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's community radio station, and we're looking for more talk shows and volunteer DJs for our music shows. If you're interested in having your own talk show on Lone Star or always wanted to live out your dream of being a music DJ, contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com slash contact us or call the station at 936-647-5747 for more information.
0: Chicago morning a poor
1: little baby child is born in the ghetto that's right it's in the ghetto no it's not
0: and you're in you're in the
1: ghetto with nerd Thug radio you're not no no this is the ghetto this is Corey DLG you hear us on 104.5 106.1 They're sister stations youtube.com slash nerd Thug radio facebook.com backslash Thug radio as well as Twitter Instagram tweets Places, apps, things.
2: All over the internet.
1: Yeah. Seriously, if you just Google us impressively, we are the first thing that comes up. Really? Yeah. That's we're, neat. We're I mean, there. Thanks for the surprise, friend. But, uh, yeah. He doesn't I'm, need to Google us. He has all the links. I don't that's need...
2: true. We do email him directly. <laughs> I'm not going to not feign surprise.
1: No, no, that's fair. I mean, you know, what you don't know, we can just about squeeze into the Grand Canyon. Mm. So. Swing and a miss. Nice. nice. a miss. That is where the crowd would cheer. Anyway, thanks right. for coming back, guys. What mm-hmm. we're doing here, uh, we're going to do... Well, we like to call every week the weekly top three. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, Traditionally, I then make up a song on the spot. We're not going to do that. We're going to jump right into it.
2: Yeah, because they're often terrible. Well, it's just really weird to me. Speaking as a fan.
1: It's just really, listen, the joy of this show is the fact that we don't know what we're doing. Um, But it's just weird to introduce yourself singing to yourself. Agreed. Uh, Saturday Night Live, actually, a lot of times if the musical guest is the guest... They'll just have a random person, like sometimes even another different famous person, right. introduce them. Yeah. Yeah. So like The Saturday, only logical solution. There. Right. Like those, get Chris Rock to come on and be like, ladies and gentlemen, some more Kanye West. <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. And so then you. Okay. It just gets really awkward. Right.
3: So, what, so So in
1: honor of being in the ghetto.
2: So the weekly top three.
1: Yeah. The weekly top three is lamest comic book characters.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's what we did. That's good. Lame. there what you're hearing is the resounding lack of enthusiasm because these are lame characters. Right. We're, we're in playing into the weekly top three this week. We're really making it a theme.
1: Why are you, why are you explaining the bit? Because it's, first, funny. First it's bit. funnier when you explain it. No, that's the exact opposite of how comedy works. Are you sure?
2: No, it's, things are funnier when you explain them.
1: You, that, don't, that's you don't have science. a lot of success get, in conversation, do you? Let's get into this weekly top three,
3: my dudes. Yeah. I, don't, I don't have a lot of conversations.
1: That's, that's the more accurate okay. part. So in honor of being lame. Uh, Nico, why don't you go ahead and kick us off?
3: Yeah. All right. So my number three is a character I've always had problems with just because I felt like she just literally came out of nowhere. Gwenpool. Okay.
1: Hmm. I am 100% with you because I thought it was like a bit like for funny yeah. covers and then someone was like, no, the fourth issue just came out and I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> like what could possibly this be about? Exactly. Um, I don't actually know what it's about. What I, is what it, it about? Yeah. I
3: don't, it's it, Okay. So obviously alternate universes, you know, everything can happen. Gwen Stacy is Deadpool which makes absolutely no sense. This means she had to be a weapon X program. Also this make that joke where Spider-Man is Deadpool the same thing. Right. Cuz right. Gwen Stacy's Spider-Gwen, I don't I don't even I don't even understand what's going on half the time.
1: So now Gwenpool's in our reality or I believe, in, in the 616 reality?
3: I think so. I'm not really sure what's going on half the time.
1: <laughs> I mean, while that is true of you in all of life. Yeah, but, but this is, this is especially confusing. Okay. All right. Mm. So that's that's just
3: so kind of Gwenpool. Like Gwenpool. <laughs> the completely throwaway character that they were like, "Hey, spider gwen is pretty cool." And that that was that was a pretty much that was a, so, imagine the board meeting being. So <laughs>
2: Gwenpool and Spider-Gwen exist in the same continuity in the same universe? I'm
1: pretty sure. How no, does that no, work? no, 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 no. They now exist in this world. They were created in in different realities though. Oh, yeah. so okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. That was poorly explained by our friend, yeah, The Nico I don't know everything.
0: I know most. I
3: don't know most
2: things. Thank you, John Snow. I don't know everything.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: That could easily not have to be said. Right.
1: <laughs> hey, uh, between me and my brother, we know everything in the world. Ask me anything. <laughs> Good one. I think my brother knows that one. Judging. So uh, we'll go ahead and come to me next. My, my number three. Uh, I'm doing like kind of bunches of characters because they were uh, they're all equally bad and they were made at the same time. So they're, they're all, like, these weird concepts. Uh, the comic book X-Factor did this weird little bit one time where these characters came back from the future. Mm-hmm. They were all members of Xavier's security enforcers, so they're supposed to be, like, friends of Bishop's. Yeah. Um, the guy who's
2: immune to radiation, the guy who can detect mutants in the field. Those right.
1: guys? No, no. No, no, not those guys. Those guys weren't so bad, uh, but they also didn't make it. But these guys specifically— Bishop acknowledged how
2: useless their powers were, too, <laughs> right. several times. It's like, what do you nice. guys—you guys
1: aren't help. Um, here, hold this. Right. Like, take my bag. Right. Um. And so these guys actually were more hardcore, like almost terrorist level. They formed a new group called Xavier's Underground Enforcers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They then came back in time to prevent their timeline from happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're three of just the lamest characters. Also, they kind of break the laws of physics here, uh, be- because of their rules of time travel, which were different than all of all of other Marvel. The only way they could come back to to our time period was. One of them, her name is Fix. She creates these psychic fairies that can literally, when they physically connect with someone, then she can interact with them, like, telepathically and psychically and stuff. But only when the fairies get to the person.
2: So she's telepathic through a medium that has to have physical contact.
1: Right. And she's creating the illusion of the medium. So instead of just being able to, like, just make it happen and appear on you, like brand you from far away. Right, she
2: makes it have to fly right. toward.
1: she literally generates the butterfly at her forehead and makes it fly at you. Visually, I mean, I guess it made for an appealing concept. Yeah. But that's what happens, like, if you go to an artist, you're like, hey, give me three characters because I need somebody by next month. Yeah. And they just come up with some really throwaway visual things. <laughs> it looks neat. <laughs> well, these three characters are essentially 100% that. So, so it's Fix? It's Fix, Greystone, and Archer. So Fix sends her fairies into the past where they find three recently deceased people and implant the minds of these three people from the future, into them, and somehow their powers come along for the ride. That's not
3: how superpowers work.
1: <laughs> right.
3: That's how
2: Legion superpowers work, though, right?
1: Uh, No, not really. Legion is multiple personalities. Right. So each one of those personality has a mutant power. Access is a different mutant power. Legion technically has all of them. He just doesn't know it. And so each fair personality enough. controls one room of no, the house. Fair enough. Right. Yeah. So this, however, is literally they took over three dead normal people. That makes and it their sound powers like powers
2: came with That them. makes it sound like a mutant power is a mental defect. Like it's right. something you're convincing yourself you have. <laughs> so when your psyche in... moves, right. then you think you still have the that would be a much better comic for Xavier's <laughs> Underground Enforcers if like they thought they had all these mutant powers it and is... they were like running around cities fighting people, but really they don't. They and everybody no just like,
1: what is happening right, right. now? What is are they do they think they're helping? <laughs> What's what? <laughs> getting in the way? So here are the powers for the three, and then this is this is, you'll just you'll so, know they're lame. So, so fix uses psychic fairies, mind fairies, right? Mind fairies. I think it's
2: important. I, let's not dress it up. It mind fairies,
1: mind fairies, and some of them are just butterflies. They're not even fairies. Like ah. They don't even physically. Ah. they couldn't even like. Yeah, they, they couldn't even even consistently. The right. Yeah. They couldn't even meet. <laughs> so the other one, go on. The other one is a character <laughs> whose name is Graystone, and his power was he could make himself. Stronger, larger, more durable, more invulnerable. But the bigger he got, the more deformed he became. Yeah, so, I remember that guy. And it was stupid because the artist at the time was this like crazy Japanese influenced guy. So everyone already looks a little weird. And then as he makes him bigger, he didn't necessarily look more deformed. Like he didn't turn into Quasimodo. He just got bigger and angrier looking but like even, and even if he
3: did why would that matter yeah like, now you're like, now you're invincible and a giant rock monster guy yeah, like, like who that,
2: cares <laughs> like why i look more even... ugly
3: the more <laughs> larger i get but i'm infinitely more powerful
2: like, <laughs> like it would have been way better if like every time he made himself bigger and stronger when he, he went looked... back to normal he looked worse but like yeah just because you're bigger you're nasty you're looking as long as you can go back to your regular self Who cares? Right. Who cares how ugly the hero is that's (laughs) kicking my head in? Right. And then if you're big enough. Allegedly. Right. And then if you're big enough and strong enough, like,
1: you could just squash everything. You make people like you. right.
2: It doesn't matter what you look like when it you're doesn't. big enough. And you can yeah. even
3: find the middle ground where you find it most appealing. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right.
2: You can be, like, wildly strong and only kind of unattractive. And, <laughs>
1: at nine feet tall, I'd still do me. Right. <laughs> right. 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 You just got to find that medium. Yeah. And as you get older and you start to let
2: yourself go, like, you're... And you can adjust like Daniel, it as like, I'm time 12 feet tall and I'm still pretty good looking. But
1: here's <laughs> here's the flip side. Like, what if that... Does that mean if he makes himself smaller, right. he gets more attractive? Right. Is he weaker?
3: Like, is his... <laughs> Is, all is is his baseline just like absurdly weak, and right. then he's
1: only strong at four feet? He's Brad Pitt,
3: <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> why would your physical
2: attractiveness just be inversely proportional to your strength and size? Because
1: obviously you must you must sacrifice something, <laughs> right? Yeah, because that's the right. most right. crucial because part. It's some kind of
2: weird Aesop's fable Marvel character.
1: <laughs> so their friend Archer, this is the only one that sort of makes sense, was an electromagnetic entity. So, okay. like, he was physical, and then he could also just turn into, like, this kind of, like, electromagnetic ghost thing.
3: Yeah, because that definitely transfers to dead bodies.
1: That at least <laughs> kind of made, like, the idea that somehow this energy form could time travel. That and, makes and, more right, sense that than, that than the other two. Than rock a guy. Right. So here's how they here's how they get rid of them. Uh, actually, technically, two of them still exist in the comics, but you'll never see them again. All right. Uh, Greystone goes crazy from time insanity syndrome. And- <laughs> makes sense. <laughs> Is convinced that he's already fixed his timeline, so he builds a time machine. <laughs> he's like, I'm good. Right. Right. He's At convinced least. he's made his life better.
2: So his gonna... own life only. Right. Like, the world is still a disaster, but, but he's terrible. got a nice house, and now he can be 11 right. feet tall. Like, his, his, <laughs>
1: yeah. his tragedy was cured because his mother dies, like, early on, like... He, he crossed that, paths with the person who murders his mother in the future. What kind
2: of police force
1: is this? They're, they're underground the enforcers now. Enforcers of what? Not justice. <laughs> <laughs> so, they're enforcers of their own life getting better? Right. So they build this time machine, and he builds it so shoddily that when someone's trying to stop him, it's Havoc. He jumps him. The ship takes off. It blows up. Uh, Greystone dies. Havoc winds up in a whole other alternate reality that jumps into a book called Mutant X, which actually was a really cool book. Yeah. But – You never see the. They never touch on these two other guys again. Fix and Archer are immediately just gone from the annals of history. No one ever sees them again. That word is annals.
0: Just so you know. No, no.
1: These two exist in the annals of history, (laughs) and they're gone forever. Touche. All right. All right, Zach, you're number number three. We're running out of time. I don't feel good about my list,
2: and I I did my. And the reason I don't feel good about it is because I pick characters with Dungeons and Dragons kind of in mind. I pick characters that on paper. Either look like they have terrible powers, or look like you can't write a good story for them. All right, who's your? You know number what I mean. My number got? three is Superman.
1: Okay, okay. No, I think I, Superman's I a that.
2: bad character because if you look at him on paper, he's a Boy Scout, and there's nothing to challenge. A him. A real
3: American hero. There's
2: nothing to challenge him. There's when you when you're invincible. Yeah, there's nothing. That there's can stop nothing. You. It, it. And I'm not saying I think it's impressive that they've written Superman for as long as they have. Seventy-five and, years old. And, and and whether it's good or bad, I don't know. I don't read it, but. I, I, think I think that it, I think that it's impressive that they've been able to continue because obviously they're coming up with stuff to challenge him. But on paper, there is nothing about Superman that is impressive. When you can do anything, yeah, what's your villain? Why, why are you on why, a team? That's why I like what him. Crisis as a villain. of conscience? Can you have Red Sun was one of the best books yeah. I've ever read.
1: Yeah. And that one, he's not necessarily a villain. Just
0: so no, as he's a, just as a, it's just a, a different grade, take, and yeah. it's
2: a it's a good it's a. Better way of looking at someone, that's true. But like I said, my list is made up of people who on paper, unless there's a phenomenal writer, doesn't, they no, don't okay look okay like it. much. I think
1: it's great. Um Grant Morrison actually does a, a, a run called All-Star Superman mm-hmm. where it, the whole the whole story is he kills Superman, but he goes into this one where every Superman story that's ever happened in existence is true. like, there's issues, like, uh, at one point Superman can make a mini Superman in his hand. and It was a robot (laughs) that could fly, and he could mentally control. Like, all these weird Superman powers. Grant Morrison says, everything that happened is real, and I'm going to incorporate it all. And it's this little bitty run called All-Star Superman. Mm -hmm. And that's your—that Superman is so much cooler and better than any of the Superman you ever read. So, yeah, you're 100%. Uh, We're going to get out here on a break. We're right up against it. The ghetto, that is. Uh, We'll be right back, and we're going to do our twos and ones. And our ones and twos.
0: Wicked. People, don't you
3: understand? Child needs a helping hand.
4: We're starting to film our talk shows and putting them on YouTube. Your favorite Lone Star Community radio show can be seen on YouTube under our Lone Star Community Radio channel and on City of Conroe's Our City TV channel on Suddenlink Channel 12. Make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel to see the most recently released videos and find more information online at IRLoneStar.com TV.
1: Like, you can just feel it. You know you what can't. I'm saying?
0: You can just feel
4: it. On the sadness. Sadness. Are we back on the air? Yeah. Are we on the air?
1: Yeah, we're there. I don't believe you. Scotch, scotch, scotch. Scotch, 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 scotch. That's my anchor, man. <laughs> it's Ron Burgundy. You ever see the first one? Yes. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just playing with it. Uh, Corey DLG here on Nerd Thug Radio. Nico DLG. And then our friend, Zach. Hey. Attack. Zach Attack. Yeah. Finish it. Here's his name card.
2: Yeah. Nay, Zach Atomic. Oh, you gave it. Oh, yeah. Nay, Angry Zach.
1: So on the YouTube, what? we get little things under us, and I don't know what mine says. I hope it says trained a unicorn, but it may not. Um, what does what does this say? Yeah, it, what does it,
3: mine say? A special guest.
1: Oh, put um does not have a doctorate.
3: <laughs> I'll I'll bring it up next time. Yeah,
1: just put it on there. Anyway, one of four point five, one sister stations. Facebook.com backslash NerdThugRadio.
2: NerdThugRadio.com. By YouTube, our lone star. YouTube.com slash NerdThugRadio. Yeah. At NerdThugRadio yeah. on Twitter.
1: We, we're we everywhere. Mm-hmm. And we're in the middle of our um, top three. Yep. Weekly top three. Yeah. You could sponsor this if you'd like. We would actually be like Jim's weekly top three. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? It's a reasonable rate. All you got to do is send us a photo of yourself doing something funny. We're
2: talking to you, Jim.
1: Yeah. Jim, take a photo. <laughs> send it. NerdThugRadio at gmail.com. It's worth it yeah if we don't have it by tuesday we're not gonna let you sponsor
2: us you'll get direct influence not only of the top three topic but what you think our top three should be
1: (laughs) right we'll pretend to listen to you when you tell us your feelings yeah Yeah. it's just like a real life relationship absolutely so nico yeah what's your number two buddy
3: so my number two is a character that i enjoy because he's just so goofy but he's honestly just turned into just the worst oh uh slapstick
1: yeah you do like the slapstick guy
3: so i Ever since my first introduction of him just being an absolute nut, um, he he returned recently with the Deadpool Corps and was basically just, hey, it's Deadpool, but he's a clown now. What? Yeah, he's not not good.
1: (laughs) Slapstick is a—the premise of this character is that he's a cartoon character living in a real world. So he does zany, cartoony things. However, if you hit someone with a giant cartoony mallet, it's murder. Right. Uh, But he does it anyway um so slapstick is kind of this really weird the 90s were a trippy time for marvel they pretty much just didn't say no it's kind of how i feel about it like if someone if someone was in the room and they were like what if we do this and part of the problem was marvel was publishing about 60 comic books a month so you could see how things would fall through the cracks you see how quality wasn't really the, the goal it was quantity it seems like so slapstick was a new warrior um he I don't know. He's, he was he was in the background of things most of yeah, the time. Yeah, he just He had a four-part
3: miniseries when he came out, and then he just now recently got a solo book. Right,
1: and that was actually Avengers Academy um, brought him back. And so the idea was, you know, they're training young superheroes and, and rejected superheroes to be useful post-Civil uh, War, and he showed up in that, and he actually uh, hurt someone very badly. Uh, he was actually like a secret traitor in one of the storylines and literally beat a guy with a cartoon mallet. Uh, the drill sergeant, if I remember right, the guy's name was Gauntlet. So then the, the mystery for a while was like, who hurt Gauntlet? And then it was revealed it was Slapstick.
2: The murderer. Uh, it just seems like a throwaway. Like, a, ha-ha, it, this will like, be a funny bit. Like it's a gag. Oh, whoa, 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 it got away from us. <laughs> right.
1: Right. It goes from bit to character you're stuck with real quick. Right. Um, so we're going to jump into mine here. It's another little group of characters. They recently reintroduced in Avengers. Uh, and they're characters from the new universe. So specifically, I'm talking about Starbrand, Nightmask, uh, there were a couple other ones that the Avengers had reintroduced. And the concepts were always – so the concept of the new universe, they had a, they had an editor over at Marvel Comics by the name of Jim Shooter. Um, and he basically had moderate success at the time, and comic books were doing so well that he looked really successful. Uh, pretty much any comic book you put out in, in the early 90s was going to sell like half a million copies. And Jim Shooter happened to be the editor of a bunch of books that were doing like almost a million. So he said, okay, well, I'm a big deal give me something special, so he got his own universe. And it was going to be like a modern version of the Marvel Universe, except it was going to be in real time, and also they were going to drastically downplay superpowers. So a lot of these characters had these odd pseudo but not too powerful concepts. Uh, and they all g- gained their abilities after a what's called a white event. It was like a solar eclipse, basically, but it was white instead of yeah. whatever the situation is supposed to be. And um... Basically, it, it doesn't even make it through its first iteration of characters. It kind of fails. It was supposed to be a lot of intuitive things, like a lot of different things. It was supposed to be real time. So, like, these characters were supposed to advance weekly and monthly with you. Mm-hmm. So, when you pick up issue four, it's supposed to have been four months. Right. But the problem with that is storytelling doesn't really lend itself to that. Not right. in comic book form because you're not right. releasing a book weekly or daily. Or- right. You
2: can't have them having done nothing in the last since you saw them last. Right.
1: So you saw him a month ago, and now this month you're they, about to do something else, right? Yeah, all this They've stuff been,
2: just happened. You'll just have to take our word for it because this is real time, and you didn't get the books from week, you know, two <laughs> through one,
1: right? Um, the Ultimate Universe also keeps track of time, but they do it a different way. Brian Michael Bendis has decided that 150 issues is roughly one year, hmm. so he like he's advanced that he advanced that Peter Parker from like a freshman to a junior. Over the span of, like, five, six years of comic Which is books. neat.
2: Like, I think right. that's a good idea. Right. Because sometimes it's really hard to keep track of a timeline in comics. Absolutely. And to say nothing like the time travel pieces, but, like, you don't know how long has it really been. Well, and sometimes like they have to skip. how long are people at Xavier Academy?
1: Right. And sometimes they have to skip ahead, like, for the purpose of a story. Right. Like, oh, he broke his arm. He's been healing and studying and training. Right. Montage. He fights him again. And right. that's the span of three issues, but really, in real time, it's been a year. Right. Uh, so, I mean, there's lots of stuff that they kind of have to do in comic books, but this tried to... At least it limits. Kind of put on yeah. a timeline. This tried to things. be smart, like, oh, we're going to do comic books better, and yeah. it, it absolutely tanked. It yeah. existed one year. They tried to bring them back to the characters, Starbrand and Nightmask are both Avengers. I don't even know what Nightmask is doing in the book. Like, he's very he's barely there. He exists. That's, right? that's, his, that's his goal. And Starbrand is, like, this immensely powerful cosmic entity that, like, he can do all these crazy things. Wait, how know.
3: how is this the downplaying of superpowers, and then he can do cosmic things? Yeah, like
1: he's like, <laughs> like Starbrand is essentially a god, and then like he the powers are inherited. So if he were to die, someone else would immediately become Starbrand.
3: Whoa.
1: Yeah. So oh. it's very
3: it's very odd. It's very weird. So it just like like passes down, or is there like another Starbrand?
1: No, like it's a random like like the power will explode, and then someone else will now have that power.
3: Oh, that's crazy.
1: Yeah. That's like, that's a bit yeah, this absurd. Sounds,
2: this sounds even confusing for Marvel.
1: Right. Right. And yeah. so, you know, when Jim Shooter did it the first time, at this point now, like, I don't even know where Jim Shooter is. I think he just had a whole, he was editor-in-chief of, like, a, a small company. I think it just folded. He's kind of had a really hard 20 years because he doesn't learn his lesson. Yeah. But a uh, new universe, terrible idea, and then they tried to bring it back about five years ago. Still a terrible idea.
2: Understood. So, my number two, and again, I, I feel especially bad for this today, Corey, I, I, Green Lantern. And, and here's my <laughs> oh man, where my Green Lantern? But here's right my now. here's my problem with Green Lantern is he reads like an after-school special comic book character on paper, right? You can do anything with the power of your will and your imagination, which sounds really cool, but it also sounds suspiciously close to you can do anything you want, you can make anything you want, and be basically the power, which combines the boring of Superman with the after-school special aspect of you can do anything with your imagination.
1: Right, but you're forgetting the key element. It's in space. Right, and it (laughs) is in space. In space. space. And I'm not saying,
2: like, (laughs) I've read some really good Green Lantern books, and I think the Lantern Corps is an interesting story. Like, I think the... I I think he's had good writers, and so therefore I think now he's been developed. But on paper, he looks terrible.
1: Yeah, it's not like... He's like, ooh. uh, But I bet it's, like, just like Superman, I bet if someone pitched, like, hey... We, we're we're going to hire a writer. Are you interested in Green Lantern? Yeah, I could you, be sold on it. Right. You you would immediately be like, oh, man, what can't you do? Right. But then as you start thinking about it, you're like, well, I mean, there's a lot of stuff you can't do. Right. Right. Um, and you're right.
2: I could be sold on it right. as a good book for sure. No, I definitely— if, I think, if Superman was a damaged character and somebody wrote it like that, I could be sold on Superman as a see, good
1: See, I think book. I would flip these two. I think I would do Superman 2 and Green Lantern 3. I think I, but I get what you're saying is that they're kind of impossible, like— now, granted, the run of Green Lantern over the past couple of years has been epic. But before that, yeah, he's kind of this weird catch-all fill-in. Uh, and Kyle Rayner, who's my favorite Green Lantern, he did an even worse job of making it seem special. Because a lot of times, like in the Justice League, they played him as really the, the kind of the lazy slacker type. Uh, maybe not lazy, but just a slacker type. So every time they would have him build something big or complicated, it would be because the Martian Manhunter. Put the plans in his head, right? Which is a cheat, right? He's like, I don't even know what I'm building right here. There's knobs and places I don't even like, right?
2: Between a telepath and the Green Lantern, there's nothing that can't be built, right? (laughs) And a Martian, so yeah, Uh, I'm with you. So that's my, yeah, I I waver back and forth, but I I end up going with Green Lantern.
1: I'm okay.
3: That's a good choice, Nika. Number Uh, one, my number one, uh, a villain this time. Oh, 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 he's a villain. Doomsday, really? I I just don't like Doomsday very much because I always just feel like he's just such a catch-all that just eventually just gets defeated because willpower or (laughs) okay all right because he's always he's this big scary monster that's constantly evolving he's constantly growing he's supposed to be this big
1: bad and then they're always like the sun or (laughs) wasn't his thing like for a while there whatever killed him he came back immune to yes Yes. and that's actually what i wanted to kind of i was going to touch on very briefly is he's got one of the coolest origins for a bad guy ever because they literally just kept. Killing him, <laughs> cloning him, and killing him right, in right. this murder yeah. world because it goes in depth
2: in the death of Superman, the novel, which yeah. I have read, and that's what really tells his origin story. I thought really well, but yeah, that's a sad, disturbing story.
1: Right? They were trying to make a but champion. But I, I do,
2: I do get where you're coming from because it's it's almost like he's the antithesis of Superman. Like, hey, we need somebody who's really, really hard to beat, almost to where you think you can't beat him. Let's let's make Doomsday beat it. But you know, we got to leave something in there so they yeah, can like, come back. Like and one get of
3: him. one of the recent things, like. He becomes a virus. But Bo- sure. And then infects Superman. And it's like, oh, what are you supposed to do? And then he just like flies into the sun. Right. Sure. <laughs> that's well, and then I mean, you're like, well, that was that I mean, was that, good. That cured that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bought a Bing. Um. <laughs> and
1: that was done. <laughs> all right. But yeah, so my number, my number, uh, my, we're doing number ones here. My number one here. Um, you actually reminded me of these guys last week when you asked the, the new hero click set that's coming out. I like Is, that all of
2: yours are teams, by the way. Yeah. I just want to put that in there. Thank you. Or um, or. Groups,
1: yeah. yeah. Deadpool uh, and X Force is the next uh, Hero Click set that's coming out next month, um, and one of the groups they're going to include is this group called the X Statistics. Um, and the X Statistics really make me angry. It it really bothers me a lot. Yeah, because it was a replacement of X Force at this odd time when they were trying out crazy new ideas. And the idea for X Statistics is they literally just sent out a bunch of awful mutants like with terrible powers. For example. Um, one was called the Anarchist. He was the team's self-proclaimed token black Canadian nice. whose acid-like sweat enabled him to fire acidic energy bolts. So he sweats acid and then can shoot it at people.
2: Well, because everybody knows, like with regular sweat, you, you can, can throw sweat be- balls, yeah, right, so obviously. acid would obviously lend to that.
1: Right. Um, then there was one guy named Dupe. He still shows up in the comic books. He's a green-floating spheroid creature who spoke in a language all his own, represented in special text in the word balloon. Right, right. I saw that guy. Like, yeah. What is that? What is the point of that? Can, can he, like, imitate anything?
2: Was the statistics can, just cannon fodder?
1: Yes. And so they would send them on these crazy missions where they knew and then 12 die. out of the 20 would die. And then whoever comes back, they would just add new members.
2: I feel like <laughs> this is a result of a fan letter that somebody sent tomorrow and said, You guys never kill anybody. <laughs> oh, yeah? Oh, yes. Yeah? Oh, yeah? Watch us go in the hard other direction. <laughs> exactly.
1: And so I just hate the book because it, it killed a good X-Force run that I was enjoying at the time. But also the concept was really just... Peter Milligan's a great writer, and just Mike. Murder Al- uh, as many people as possible. Yeah, Mike Allred's a, a really good artist. He does a lot of indie stuff. Mm-hmm. But they were like, "Oh, we got Mike Allred, and then Milligan's going to write it. It's going to be this big deal." And then what it was was disposable superheroes.
2: Right. They didn't give him a frame that made sense. Right. I they just, didn't say write these characters because we want to do this story. They're like, "Hey, we need a bunch of characters that are we're okay with." Colors. Right.
1: And so they use a bunch of corpses to tell stories, story. Right. And that's not really my thing. Yeah, I'm not. I'm with you on that. We're about to get out of here. Give us your number one. My number one b- is super brief. My number one is Maggot, and hey. and the reason my number one is
2: Maggot is. First of all, he ha- he externalizes his digestive system, which is crazy, right? But the only reason he does it is because Magneto crafted this external digestive system for it, right? Before that, his his superpower was that his digestive system was just destroying him from within, right? Because it, I don't understand the point of him as a character. <laughs> like, yeah, he doesn't make any like, sense. Like, don't get me wrong. Like his maggots or whatever could do some damage, but like, w- what was the point of that? Uh, it was terrible. It, and it yeah. was confusing as hell. And yeah, because he, really, he just got like random for powers. A, for like the whole first issue he appeared in during Zero Tolerance, He seemed to I cool. thought his mutant power was that he was blue. <laughs> I was like, he's not really doing anything. He's blue at What's going up. on here? He's right. like, oh, Magneto gave me my stomach. We got to get what? out of here on that. But you're yeah. right. It's
1: yeah. Maggot. He hit like a year-long run, and then right. he disappears forever. Right. Um. Yeah, so with that, we're going to get out of here. When we yeah. come back, it's time for the infamous... Nico night in
3: desperation, the young man breaks away. He buys a
0: gun, steals a car, tries to run.
4: Did you know your favorite show on Lone Star Community Radio are on social media? Facebook, Twitter, Google Plus, Instagram, you name it, they're on it. Check out where they are online on irlonestar.com slash shows and see which of your favorite hosts are online. Make sure to follow them and see what is in store for the next broadcast. Follow Lone Star Community Radio on Twitter at IRLoneStar or Facebook with Facebook.com slash IRLoneStar.
1: Oh, yeah. That's right. A hero can't save us zacky can save us. Oh, remember when Chad Kroger was good? No, no, <laughs> no. Corey DLG here with Nerd Thug Radio. Remember we accidentally stumbled on this good song. Yeah, <laughs> that's what um, I remember. I'm here with Nico DLG, hey uh, producer at large and special guest referee today. The Zack Attack. Hey, uh, you can hear us on 104.5, 106.1, which I assume is what you're doing right now. Mm-hmm. Or you're listening to the podcast on Irelandstar.com or on NerdThugRadio.com. Mm-hmm. Or On facebook.com,
2: or you're watching this delightful video on youtube.com/slash Nerdtug radio.
1: Oh, I believe it's pronounced YouTube. Oh, the Y is soft.
2: My apologies. Yeah, it's YouTube.
1: Um, uh, I'm not familiar with the internet. If you're Esp- espanoli, it's YouTube. Mm, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. it's YouTube.com. Mm,
0: mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So those I don't words. believe that's correct, but okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, utube.com is obviously Spanish for moving photos.
2: No one asked who you, Nico. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't no one it. cares yeah. what you think is correct. You'll
1: know when we need your opinion because we'll give it to you. Yeah, speaking
2: of Nico's opinion. Oh,
1: right. Yeah, that's right. This is your whole moment. This is my— this is Capture my... and own it. Mom's spaghetti yeah. on the sweater already.
2: Be the shining beacon on the hill, brother.
1: Yeah, this is the Nico segment. For those who don't know— you're not supposed to be listening to this. That's mm-hmm, why we're okay. going to let him talk.
2: That's mm-hmm. where we work out the kinks. Right. The, the, yeah. Any sound issues we have, we kind of <laughs> try to get it smoothed out during the segment.
1: Right. Um, if there's a new poison we want to try, we mm-hmm. just haven't tried during the segment. Anyway, go ahead.
3: Yes. Uh, so I have, a, I have a kind of theory on here about uh, main characters and stories. Okay. Okay. So a lot of times a main character is like I, there's like one or two things, like one of two ways that I often see it. It's like. Other than being like completely blank slates, where you can like self-insert, oh, this like is your stupid character. theory. Yeah, okay. Uh, that are like blank slates. That doesn't make them necessarily a good character because they they can have no development. It's completely derived from yourself. And uh, there's other times where the character is proactive and they have uh, motivations and goals outside of so, your control. So you're talking about in the video in a right, video right, game? You're talking about yeah. in, video, in okay. video games? Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's because I can, you could
2: almost expand this. But, you think so? But let's well,
3: we can focus on video games. Then we can comment. Yeah, or go on. Um, so my personal opinion is that I, I like blank slate characters, but I always enjoy characters that are more, they're more proactive and have personalities outside of they're the hero, be them.
1: But isn't that sort of like, I don't know, like if you play a video game, you want an interactive experience. So you don't want the character telling you what to do. You want to do what you want to do. But, but that's counterintuitive
2: to what you like about Dungeons and Dragons, right? You build this character, yeah, but this character, based on what you have built, can only do these certain things, understanding that, like, this is what this character's traits are. Right,
1: but what's interesting in, like, in the Dungeons & Dragons aspect is that we then enter a bigger world, and my guy has to survive it based on his own limitations. Right. So, So, to me... That's exciting because but I created... But that's a predefined character. No, you, you he, may has,
3: have, he, has, he has specific traits that he is, you know, maybe your character's a showboat and he likes to show off.
2: Right. And you. Be super you flashy. May, you may have
3: created that character, but it's not a blank slate every
2: time you interact with it.
1: He, because he I've has, now he has added... Pre, he has predetermined right. things. Because I've now created these things yes. for Right. Me. Okay, okay, all right.
2: What What would be... Okay, so video game-wise, what would be an example of a... You said Blank Slate, and what was the other term you used for the other one? Kind of someone who's proactive and has motivation. Okay, so what's your own. example of that kind, no, uh, not Blank Slate?
3: Uh, so Darksiders, not a very popular game, but it was actually really enjoyable. Um, actually, it's very heavily tied to comic books. Joe Madeira uh, did all the design work for that. Really excellent designs, by the way. That yeah. game's beautiful. And
1: made a ton of money off of it, too. Yeah.
3: Uh, then they went bankrupt. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh but that game you there's a motivation for the character. He's trying to clear his brother's name who is wrongfully about to be executed. So he goes on his adventure where you control him and you guide him throughout this adventure and you can do all the little side quests and stuff, but his main motivation never changes and the decisions that he makes that are out of your control are completely tied to his his goals. But and not necessarily something that you change. But what but but what
2: okay, so what video game isn't there a predefined this is the goal of the game right like because even if you go back as far like i mean mario
1: the goal is to
0: rescue the princess
2: no matter what you choose to do like there are certain things that mario is always going to do so is mario a predetermined character too uh sorry not predetermined but uh a a self-motivating character
3: right uh i wouldn't i wouldn't but he's not see but he's not a blank like slate like you are not mario that's
2: that's what i'm saying okay so that's what i'm saying so what would be a blank slate character
1: you're, you're uh, could, saying like the characters like in Zelda. You said Zelda the other day. It was a blank slate. Uh, Link, where
3: like the only Link. traits he has is like being the hero. Where like you could you could you could replace Link with yourself, and that would be nothing would change in that scenario. I don't know. I don't
1: look as good in the tights. I,
2: but but Link still has a definite
3: goal. Right. Like, you only determine how he reaches his goal.
1: But like you couldn't choose to not Right. Save. You can't get you can't make it to the boss. I guess, I guess you can't um, make it to the boss and decide I'd to just, be friends I, with I guess him. it's more of a, right. he's
3: just a bland character. I think more of a blank slate would probably be like someone like Commander Shepard Yes. From Mass, the, Effect, the Mass Effect. Where you where he's you the make, one you, you make, make his decisions. Decision. Yeah. Like you choose if he's a good guy or a bad guy, if he's rude to people, if he saves somebody. Like that would be a blank slate. See, but right. I love those games more. But right. that, but that again, that offers a kind of a different experience where it's not necessarily and it's narrative so- driven. But it's again, it's a lot of your, a lot of it comes from your interactions with other characters, not necessarily Correct. right.
2: And that's something I think would be relatively new to video games: a blank yeah, slate character, it right? Is. Like, because how could you have that anywhere, any other time?
1: It, it, really, Mass Effect was one of the first times where it was so. Well, that was, that was when it was handled just so well. So much of the video game was driven by your decisions. Right. Like, they've had video games before where they're like, you decide the outcome, and really you don't. Um, that's fact, kind of a thing that's kind of
3: exclusive to RPGs, because I know the, the old Knights of the World Public game. Yeah. Like, you were, you were Darth Revan. That was the big reveal at the end. Right. But you made your decisions throughout the adventure and who you befriended and, like, right. if Ex- you were a good or bad guy. Except no matter
1: what happened at the end, you're going to be Darth Revan.
3: Yeah, but that was more of a, ooh, right. kind of like, you're but, an important lore figure. You're not just Jedi off the street.
1: Right, but you're not really a blank slate if at the end, no matter what you do, you're going to be yeah, this guy. Yeah, you can't
2: end up being a Jedi.
1: Right, you 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 can't escape your fate. The
2: decisions that are presented to you are false choices, right? right. Like, do you kill this guy now, or do you kill him when he's not paying attention later? Right. Because like, <laughs> either a false way, choice. you're going to kill him. Right. Yeah. Um, That's a false choice fallacy. The, the game. The game you look just, up logical fallacies on Wikipedia. It's a oh, I do. super interesting read. There's a
1: game, Dishonored, where you have yes. two different ways to play the game. Uh, you could kill as few and as infrequently as possible, or you can literally kill everyone between you and each goal. And the game reflects that in how they talk about your character. In the streets, it also it also represent. affects
3: it also affects the world directly, right? Like because the more the more like and... well, not only that, but like the world will slowly get like more corrupted and like creepy as you go on if you kill more people. Right. There's also a way to completely go through that game without killing a single person. But
2: right. you know what? Even that though, there's there's still only two ways that it can go. Yeah, right? no, you're, right. you're not think, wrong about I that. I think if you're truly looking at when when is a game a blank slate, and we, let's call it a game instead of a specific blank slate character, it's games like Sims. Yep. Or World of Warcraft. Minecraft. Minecraft is a blank slate game. Anything where you, even like um, those games you play on your iPad where you build up your little city and mine your gold and stuff like that. Yeah. Those are blank slate games. Right. There's no determination of here's where you're going to be. Here's when the game is beaten. Here's when it's over. Correct. Even like Sim City, Like when you used to do like, regular straight up Sim <laughs> city, <laughs> That was like, a fun you, game. You started with a literal blank slate, like, and then when you looked at SimCity three thousand, where you not only it was a blank field where your city was, but like you got to determine like the planet layout itself. Right. Those to me are more interesting games, but it's much much harder to do with a sp- when you're when you're an actual character.
1: Yeah, like anytime you create an action game, you the- can't
2: put Dungeons and Dragons into a video game.
1: Right. Yeah. That it can't be done. Right. And the I,
2: programming would be just obscene.
1: And I and I wish you could, but you can't. And when they do something similar to that. There's a game called No Man's Sky where they created an entire galaxy, an entire, all of it, all the different, the entire universe, all the different galaxies are in it. Um,
2: Isn't this that game that you said that people got really angry about? Yes. Yeah, because they just ran Because out they things said, to do. because they were like, you can never finish this game. People were like, we finished it.
1: Right. Yeah. <laughs> there were some cheats that were involved, and in basically people, it was a race to the center of the universe. But well, what they really said was, you can't explore all, our, all the planets.
3: Yeah, because there's like a quadrillion planets or right. whatever because of so, random numbers.
1: And so basically they created an entire open world concept, and they said the point of the game is just to explore. Yes, you could technically beat or win the game by getting to the center of the universe, but really what we're doing is making a world for you to explore. Well, after about a week, then people were pretty bored with just
3: exploring. There was nothing else to do. There was nothing else encapsulating them. There's nothing Why? else interesting. There's nothing
1: else driving it. They've now since added more and more updates. There's no antagonist. No right. challenge. Exactly. They're not creating more things.
3: This is this is something that I think really uh, kind of really propelled Minecraft to like that next level was because they added such a obtuse way to get to the final boss. Like you had to. I didn't even he, know there was a final boss. There is I a. Fi- know, there is a, almost th- nothing about Minecraft. So if you, you, just you just build. You you can just build things. You can. It's about resource gathering. You can you and know, it's an can, old
1: school eight bit looking thing, and the guys right. made millions of dollars. Right, I think it's
2: neat looking.
3: Millions it's, of dollars. It's crazy because it was it was such like a strange, just kind of a blank slate of a game that everyone was just like, "Well, you can do basically anything." And I think and that's then people kind of started
1: the, building like
3: life size versions of the Enterprise. and yeah. like the Black Pearl. Right, like weird stuff. Yeah, yeah. So it like got really intense in that aspect, and they also when they introduced like final the final boss. It was an extremely obtuse way to get to him, but once you finally got to him and beat him, it was kind of like this ultimate, this u- ultimate goal that you could get to. But it was just so, like the the task to get there was just so impossibly huge, like you could never you could never think about doing it until you sat down and played for seven months and Jeez. died anyways. Jeez. Hmm. See, that's too big to me.
1: That's too big. Well, but it depends somewhere. on what you want from a I game. I need something in the middle.
2: But it depends on what you want from a game, right? Like, like, because explore... like my one of my favorite games, like I said, Sim City. SimCity three thousand was where when you started with a planet and said how much water does your planet have, how much landmasses, where are your landmasses, and you built the city and you tried to make it. And and when it's something like that, you can always make it better. Like even these games now,
3: everything improves. Where
2: it's like, what is it, Clash of Clans? Yeah, which is dumb. It's a dumb little game, but like you can always make your town better. Right. You can always get more achievements. You can always join other things. There's always there's always a conflict you can find, and but the conflict can also always be against yourself, making your and I like that idea.
1: Um, to me, like, probably the more ideal situation to me is someone can make a game that's somewhere between Skyrim, which is open world, but with the, with missions and goals and things you can do. But you could still end up doing so many different things. You could join one side or another side or be a thief that's, or that's a wizard. Exact, or, that's exactly what I did
3: in Skyrim. Right. So, But eventually, but again, Skyrim, you'll, you'll eventually get to the end and literally run into things to do.
1: Right. But also, if they combine that with something like No Man's Sky. Where, yes, every world has its own set of stuff to do, but the idea that you could ever finish it would be impossible. That would be something I would I think would be amazing. That would be, but I, I, we're probably decades away from that. Yeah. And do people want it? I think, I, I mean, I don't know. Someone will make it, and then we'll find out. Yeah. That's, I mean, No Man's Sky was built by a team of six people, hmm. and they built a quadrillion worlds.
2: They didn't, though.
1: I mean, they used an algorithm and they taught the computer the rules of physics and stuff. Right. I mean, it's kind of. And then half the worlds look the same. Right. Or just really boring.
3: But I think that like, I think that came with probably like the universe a cool right. cool concept, but there's not enough to do in it.
1: So uh, we definitely took down the took down the energy there, but that's all right. We had a good conversation. Yeah. Was excellent, Nico. It's one of your yeah one of your better ones. You, yeah. And absolutely. you managed to not mention a single anime. Yeah. Anime. Good uh, so Too late. Let's get out of here before he says it again. Uh, Nerthug Radio. We'll be right back for our final segment. Hashtag talking nerdy to you.
4: Want to check out what it's like to be on the radio? Need credit for school for an internship? Then contact Dick online at dick at Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's community radio station, and we are here to be part of the community.
0: Uh,
1: yeah, that was my stank face. That was my Nickelback rock face. Whoa. Yeah. Nickelback. Stank face? Stank face. If you haven't seen us on YouTube, you should do it just to see my stank face. Um, we need a hero to save us. Yeah, we do need a hero to save us here. It's the final segment of Nerd Thug Radio. Yep. Yep. Woo. Whoo. Uh, we are on 104.5, 106.1. Mm-hmm. They tell you they're sister stations. Mm-hmm. Uh, We're also on IRLoneStar.com. Mm-hmm. We're on Facebook.com backslash Nerd Radio. Mm-hmm. We're on the mm-hmm. kume. Mm-hmm. um you just search nerd thug radio mm-hmm. if on you YouTube. google nerd thug radio you'll be pleased to see that we're on it yep um there's also going to be all kinds of twitters and tweets and instagrams and other things and apps we're all over the apps and
2: obviously Nerdthugradio.com. right which is the big deal yeah Holla. yeah wubba lubba dub dub fall <laughs> my That's culture my new catchphrase so that
1: means i'm in great pain someone please help me right <laughs> <laughs> um so here we are we've made it through the whole day beautiful I just mm-hmm. want to say that I love you. Mm-hmm. Talking to them, not you. Mm-hmm. All of them listening. Mm-hmm. I love what? you individually, each of you. Mm-hmm. Not the person next to you in the car, just you. Mm-hmm. Anyway, before we get out, you and I, uh, you're you are one of my favorite media buffs. You mm-hmm. have great takes on media. Mm-hmm. So one thing I want to talk <laughs> about do. here. That is
0: accurate.
1: <laughs> I mean, I think so at least. Yeah. So one thing I want to talk about here, Westworld. Yeah. It's, uh, it's already done. It's over. Mm-hmm. Most people have seen it, so we're not in danger of spoiling anything. Uh, you said you haven't finished it. No,
2: but I'm comfortable
1: talking about it. That's good because I'm going to spoil it. That's fine. Uh, but anyway, it, go ahead. What, what? Give me your thoughts. I like it. I, I think it... Okay, that's it. We're done. Yeah. Uh,
2: <laughs> Pack it in, guys. Good input. No, um, I, I've i i gotten to a point in my life where I, I, I rarely now get involved in TV shows, especially dramas in their first season. Right, because you don't know if they're going to make it. Right, but right. And I get emotionally invested in television and then I get hung hung out to dry and it's, it's wrecking my life the show's way. surface right Just
1: google it. it ruined me for that too so
2: but but westworld I, I i give hbo i rarely don't watch an hbo that in any way interests me um so westworld i, I like the concept and the idea of it and i
1: now did you know was, there was a movie
2: before Did you know there's a book and it's hella expensive on amazon
1: really is it yeah really? it's
2: like weirdly overpriced on amazon how,
3: how overpriced are we talking
2: I want to say it was like two hundred dollars when I looked oh. at it for like a paperback copy, and I don't know Ugh. what was going on with it. It's but not it even hardback, <laughs> right? Because I wanted to read it because I knew it was a book first, but yeah, that is weird. But it's it's a it's a strange and interesting concept. I'm, I'm a big fan of things that show how quickly the dark side of human nature will come out if given even half an opportunity.
1: What's the Shakespeare quote that keep mentioning about violence? I mean, that's that pretty much encapsulates it. Where uh, uh, simple what. I'm going to screw it up, so I'm not going to do it. But it's basically the uh, the simple plans of violent ends and all that. Right,
2: right, yeah, yeah. I don't know the yeah, but it it the my only problem with it is, and I don't know if this is because you can kind of get the feel of this kind of thing in an HBO show now. The twists that you knew were coming were sometimes an unnecessarily slow build, like it was kind of apparent. That something was gonna spook or go wrong with the hosts, right. and it was a pretty good chance that the hosts had infiltrated, you know, the offices. But, but and that may but just be my own
1: personal take on that. But is, but doesn't part of that kind of build attention that you don't know? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm I
2: go back and forth on television because sometimes I think I want to be surprised by TV, but then other times I I. I'm comfortable with knowing what's going to happen because I like to, to see how stuff unfolds. Right. I, I, what, I, what I'm curious about Westworld is if they, even when they do a, a second season. They will. They've
1: already announced right.
2: it. Right. If you notice, like, in the offices, like, outside the, the Western area, like, in the, the offices themselves, the Westworld is owned by this parent corporation, right? Right. And so I wonder if this parent corporation doesn't have other worlds. Well, so like, it's funny you say are you going to look at Aqua World or like Space World? Well, it's
1: funny they actually they do show in the final episode as you know because Thandy Newton's character is trying to escape Westworld, right? Um, so as she's going through other levels in the in the final episode when they when they are trying to make their escape, you actually do see other worlds. There actually is a world of samurais where they're fighting, and, yeah. and there's some other.
2: So that's good. Yeah, that, that I think. I think it could be almost they could call it Westworld always, but I think it could almost be like an anthology series where it's just a different set of stories set in the different kinds of right. worlds they have. And if they handle it well, it doesn't always have to be an Anthony Hopkins character. One, one, one season could be a focus on like the actual host and how they. Well, or he something. actually
1: he actually I'm going to go ahead and ruin this for you. He dies at the end yeah, of the, I the finale. Um, he's phenomenal. Anthony yeah, he Hopkins was, is phenomenal. He was like in this in this show in particular. He's he's like a. A crocodile, right? Where you, you right? Where you, you know he's dangerous, but you only in. know a little
2: bit of the reason he's dangerous, right?
1: Like when you're when you're in the water with a crocodile. An excellent analogy. You the see, size of the crocodile freaks you out, right?
2: But it's really the
1: least scary part of exactly. it. Exactly. You see the nose, and you don't know how much trouble you're really in. Right. Is this going to be a That's, cool yeah. lazy crocodile, right? Or is he about to spin me around in the death?
2: Row? Right. That's an excellent analogy.
1: And and he in, in this show when he finally shows his teeth and gets into it, right?
2: It's it's, it's like a... It, it's dark. Right. Like, it's right. some dark stuff that, like, when he has Bernard smash that woman's head into the wall. Right. And, like, for whatever reason, it was much more chilling to me. Not that he killed her. Because I can wrap my head around a robot killing a person. I've read enough science fiction. I've been involved <laughs> in enough stuff. That's not the hard part. The the hard part was when he asked Anthony Hopkins if he'd ever made him do it before. And like he was clearly concerned about having ever done it before, he or didn't like want to or be a had murderer, a, right? Right. And like Anthony Hopkins, well, missing. B was like, "No, of course not."
0: Like
1: that was out. that was
2: way more chilling to me than the murder itself,
1: right? Because really, what you figure out is that Anthony Hopkins is the murderer, right? But he's but he's but he's using Bernard and these other robots. It's as, a gun, yeah, as a gun, right? And and, it, and it's unfortunate because these guns have feelings, right? These guns are are people, right? And so they don't. They well, they're not really. I don't, that's the beauty of this. They're not really people, but they are people. Right. And they're trying where does, so
2: hard to be people. Where does personhood begin?
1: Right. And and it's really, to me, to me, it's, it's a very sad
2: it show. Is. It's really sad. It, like it wouldn't have been. It, it's disturbing that they kill them with no thought. Right. But you could get over that. But like the idea that they were retaining memories or they'd been implanted with memories of their families. And not only that, but Anthony Hopkins was making it to where they weren't forgetting. Like he's, he's almost like intentionally making them relive it. Yeah. Which is a way deeper thing than even just killing someone.
0: And and, and like, if you
2: had the power to bring someone back from the dead, but you force them to relive the same thing over and over and they didn't ever lose the memory of it. That's way worse than killing them.
1: Oh, for sure. Like that,
2: that that's dark. and, and, the, the, on the personhood thing, I think what makes them people because I would qualify them as people. What makes them people is the fact that they want to be people. Things that are not sentient do not want to improve themselves or to be called something or to achieve that. Okay, that next okay. step. I can give you that. I agree with that. I don't know, man. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a mind trip. Strange. And show. when
1: you start thinking about the implications of it, it right. gets bigger and crazier. Right. Because now that they've made these things. Like when we were talking about the show as it was happening, I was talking about it with my parents, they loved it they loved it as well. They watched it. Uh my thought was, okay, he just killed the woman on the on the board. Right. Bernard did. And they were in the process of building a new robot secretly right there in the room. Right. My thought was they're gonna build her. Right. Anthony Hopkins is gonna program her and then I put her put her on the board. And then my thought was how many other times has he done that? Then it's how much of the board does he control. Right. And because he, he even makes a comment about how every once in a while the board likes to test his its limits and test him. Right. And so then my thought is, they're the robots pushing for freedom against their programming, and then he has to go in and put them back down. Right. Uh, I mean, it's, it's a
2: weird kind of give and take to where you don't know you don't know how much control he really has, but you have a good idea of it. But you also know that he doesn't have as much as he thinks he does. Right. Which is a weird thing to kind of perceive and and at the same time.
1: It was definitely an odd moment when when Bernard and the woman are in the cabin with the family and Bernard can't control the family, All right. they're not responding to his commands. Right. And she's like, why don't we just go in this door and Bernard doesn't see a door. Right, that, right. That to me was like, I was like, oh, right. no. Right. Oh, no. Right. Oh, Bernie. Right. Because he's, he's one of my favorite characters in it coming up to that point because he was one of the few people that I would have classified as good in the story. Yeah. Because he genuinely cared about what was happening to the host. Right. And then you find out that that's probably a program into him. Right. And then you find out that also that he was built to model the original partner, which I have so many questions about right. in my head then, because how do these people not know? Like, someone who's been visiting Westworld should have been like, hey. Or maybe
2: they do all know. Maybe everybody who, know, who knew oh God. the original partner, but it was it's a non-issue.
1: Like, it, it looks like homage to him, and they didn't realize right. that he thought he was real. And, and like. Oh, my God. What a mind. It oh, That would have been such a trip. Well,
2: and, and the interesting part about Bernard, I think, and. And, and this is where it's hard for me to know for sure if, if Anthony Hopkins is a sadist or if he's that brilliant of a programmer, is Bernard so compassionate because he was programmed with that memory of losing his kid? Was that what? a necessary thing? Is that how we as human, humans build compassion? is it possible to be compassionate to other people if you've not ever suffered in your own life? How can you put yourself in their shoes and be compassionate if you've never had to suffer yourself?
1: Right, and sort of the motto of the final episode is he keeps telling certain characters that they haven't suffered enough yet. Right. So they're not ready. Right. They haven't suffered enough, they're not ready. Right. Which kind of of puts you in that frame set you're talking about where they need personal tragedy to take the next step. Right. It's very, very
2: easy to make people think happy memories. I imagine if you're programming a a robot. Yeah, Yeah. But... And so maybe he wasn't a sadist. Like maybe he was trying to reach that next goal. Whether he was a good or bad man, obviously I think we know. But it, I don't. Part of me wants to think that he wasn't making them relive these miserable, terrible things, except in, a, in except so that they would be instilled with compassion.
1: Maybe because is that I mean, how
2: we grow compassion?
1: He sort of he sort of talks about it, and we'll get out of here on this. He sort of talks about it to Bernard, and he says that the best characters have defining moments come from personal pain. For sure. So he felt, and I agree with that so he felt just like in general. In order to build these people into believable humans to interact with, he needed to give them pain.
2: And I just wonder what the,
0: yeah. That's, and,
2: and maybe it's answering the last up. yeah. It's, it's, I, it's a crazy concept to me. The titles of the episodes are very much worth reading yeah. and Googling if you don't yeah. know what they mean. Because a lot of them are Latin or French, but like, they reveal more, and that sometimes that bothers me. But it didn't bother me so much in this. But I like that. Yeah, the they, titles are for sure significant. They
1: told you; they kind of give you a heads up of what's coming if you knew what they meant. Yeah. So on that note, we're going to get out of here. I yeah. do want to thank uh, the Zach Attack for uh, uh, coming by. Happy to be here. I do want to remind everybody that we are still involved with Comic Blitz. We're actually going to have uh, mm-hmm. we're going to have them on next week and do an interview with uh, somebody from Comic Blitz. Um, they, you know, they offer a Netflix style comic book service. It's, it's
2: excellent. It's it, excellent. Excellent.
1: It's not the Marvel, DC, or Image. Uh, we have a partnership going with them, and one thing that we've worked out is that our listeners, if they're interested, you go to nerdthugradio.com, and on there, there's a code they can use to get a discount at first month with Comic Blitz. Yeah, it's it's excellent. That being said, thank you, Nico. Thank yep. you, Zach. Absolutely. Thank you, listeners. You did a great job sitting and listening to me talk to you. Yeah. You nailed it, guys. Lucky you, you nailed guys. It. Way to listen. So on that note, Nerd Thug Radio, hashtag talking nerdy to you.
4: Thanks for checking out this production of Lone Star Community Radio, Montgomery County's community radio station. For more information on this show and other shows on Lone Star Community Radio, check us out online at IRLoneStar.com. If you're interested in sponsoring a program on Lone Star Community Radio and reaching the local audience of Montgomery County on FM, Internet, TV, Media, please call 936 647 5747 or contact us online at IRLoneStar.com. This recording is a Lone Star Community Radio production produced by the show host and Dick Schishler of Lone Star Community Radio. Interested in volunteering as a music DJ or starting your own talk show? Contact Dick Schisler at D-I-C-K at IRLoneStar.com or by phone at 936-647-5747.